What happened? What was all that speed thing? I, I was playing around. What were you experimenting with, you <laughs> fucking freak? <laughs> one of my good friends in the music business, one of the coolest motherfuckers I know, and uh, one of the dudes that, you know, when I think about, like, wow, I'm friends with Everlast. It might not be a big deal to you because you're Everlast, right. but when I was a, a fan of House of Pain, you know, when I first moved to California, you know, it's to me, it's just cool as fuck to just sit here and kick it with you. <laughs> well, you know, you know how we do it, man. I appreciate that, man. I, 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 yo, I gotta also say, man. I, last time I came on here, we joked around about my Twitter. There was like six thousand people on it, man. <laughs> it, there's like sixteen thousand now, and I swear to God, at least nine of those ten thousand came straight from this show. I'm sure. Well, they didn't know. You know, you're it's OG Everlast, folks. If those you're looking for them, because I'm sure there's a lot of fake and Everlast, right? I don't know. I don't. I, you, I, there must be. There's there's a whole bunch that it's hard finding someone on 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 Twitter that's correct. It's yeah. a real person. Well, I, no, I actually got one of those little check marks recently, uh, man. Nice. So now so I'm go. me. I'm yeah. actually me now. Yeah, that's those are tricky. You got to get those. I, I look for. The most positive bunch of people I've ever seen, dude, all the, from the Joe Rogan podcast. You know dude, I mean? it's crazy, isn't it? Like, I was waiting for, like, some, some, I heard you on the podcast, <laughs> you suck, you're an actor. I was like, you know, I was inevitably someone that's going to come. It wasn't none of that. It was crazy. They're was, amazingly nice. It's yeah. the, the craziest group of people. Uh, you know, I had a guy come up to me at this show this weekend, and the dude was actually crying. He had, like, tears in his wow. eyes. And he said that one of our podcasts where we're me and Brian Callen were talking about what's wrong with you when you're a hater, what it's really all about. It's really all about just being dissatisfied with yourself. And then you look at someone and you try to chop them down or you try to attack their attack their weaknesses or find their flaws. But really what most of that is comes from is a real a feeling of unease about your own life. Absolutely. It's all of it that and this guy said that it changed his life. He said he literally stopped behaving that way. He goes, I realized what I was doing. Because I realized what I was doing right there. He goes, I never. He goes, I was just an asshole. I didn't even know why I was an asshole. I couldn't help being an asshole. He goes, but just spelling that out—that it was really all just me being frustrated about myself. He goes, I couldn't see that without you pointing it out. But now I see it so clear. It's changed my life. He's like, it just opened a door that I can never shut again. And then he kissed you. He gave me a little tongue. <laughs> reached well, in. It's like, you know, a little reach. Don't People don't realize your your brain is extremely kind. Yeah. If there's something that's bothering it, it'll tuck it behind anything it can and just tell you to ignore it. You yep. know? Yeah. And then sometimes it's easy to just move in a chair out the way and be like, homie, look. Yeah. That's well, why you're upset. The Daddy, mind, the mind Daddy is, did you wrong. You know, that, or, or almost something always, of that right? Nature, you yeah. Know what I mean? The mind is incredibly complex, and none of us have a, a guidebook for it. That's a real problem. Nobody really, you know, you could join a religion or you could join a. You know, a cult, or maybe you know, become a monk or something, and they give you some guidelines. You could do it their way, but that that might not be the way. You know, it's the the way is your way could be yeah, different than my ways. way. There's a lot of goddamn yeah, there's ways. A lot of ways, but there's principles that you need to get through, like truth and honesty and kindness. They sound weak. You know, we talked about this last time that it takes a lot of strength to be a loving person, to just be open and loving. Yeah. You got to expose yourself. And it sounds, you know, the insecure people don't don't want to think like that. They want to think there's something wrong with it. Well, you fucking queer. What are you talking, love? You know, that's ridiculous. You don't want more love in your life? 
Everybody should want more love. It doesn't mean you're well, weak. Well, it doesn't that, mean you're that whack. That person usually more than anybody else always. wants love in their life. Yeah. You know? Almost always. Then They don't know that everybody can see it, you know? Because I've been that dude. I've been that angry dude and didn't know that everybody could see. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Why are you so tightly wound? Why, why, you know, why are you looking to smack people? What the fuck is that all about? Well, it's always yeah. some shit that has almost nothing to do with what's going on right in front of you. Yeah, I mean, shit, I'm 42, man, and I probably only figured it out nine months ago. <laughs> I think I figured it out last week. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it comes and goes. I think that uh, any any real feeling of, of figuring anything out to me is always, like, real fleeting, and I never feel confident enough to even say I haven't figured it out ever. You know, it's always, to me, it's always just... I'm, I'm just trying to keep my fucking head above water like everybody else, just trying That's to maintain... Maintain, be nice, enjoy. There's no mastery of this fucking thing. This is a ride. Right. We're on top of a fucking seven-mile-high wave, man. Yeah. Just because the boat is turned the correct direction doesn't mean we have any control of this fuck. You know, you get no, no control of this crazy life. Absolutely not. You just got to enjoy, try to ride that wave as best you can, and try to do the best you can to enhance your environment. Enjoy what you got. Yeah. Enhance your environment. Enhance your friendships, you know? Right? Everlasting. That sounds like a goddamn Everlast song. It's, you know, I'm, I'm going to make you cry today, man. I bet you will. You were making Maybe. me cry when you were warming Maybe. up, man. I had to go out and take a shit. <laughs> I was like, I might have to drop some weight here. This is too good. <laughs> what do you got for us, man? Uh, I don't. You want me to just get down? Whatever here? you want to do. Are we ready? Are we ready, man? Dude, we have one of my favorite artists and a guitar. In the room, man. Yeah, man. Get down, get down. We could always talk. It'll be fun, you know. <laughs> it's all been said, it's all been done. War is over, battles won. Sour grapes, sweet revenge. Heaven starts right where hell ends She was young, 17 She felt so soft, she smelled so clean Her aim was true, her heart was pure Until the day that her daddy walked out the door She's looking for a man and so much more But her uncle Sam sent him off to war Little Miss America And all of your glory She loved the paparazzi She's trying to sell her story She's gonna write a movie She won't be a star Little Miss America Where did you get that scar? Desert sun Blazing sand Love in my heart Gun in my hand, lost a leg, killed a man in Mortal Kombat, hand to hand. Saw men kill, watched men die. So many times that I can't cry. It's been 18 months since I've seen home. I get a purple heart, get a GI loan. They say God blesses every child with his own. All gonna die in the dog alone 
Little Miss America And now to your glory She lies with paparazzi She's trying to sell her story She's gonna write a movie She won't be a star Little Miss America Where did you get that scar? Back at home It's kind of strange, ain't nothing happening, ain't nothing changed Same old rules, same old game, and still I'm haunted by the names By all the friends left behind, they weigh so heavy on my mind At night I miss going out on patrol The desert wind turned my warm heart cold Little Miss America, and now your glory. She's like the paparazzi. She's trying to sell a story. She's gonna write a movie. She won't be a star. Little Miss America, where did you get that scar? 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 That was heavy, dude. That was heavy. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> that was great. That's heavy. Wrote that uh, <laughs> uh, when I went over to uh, play for the boys in Iraq. That must have been a trip. I've, uh, I haven't been over there, but I've hung out with a lot of those guys on the bases when we do UFC shows, military shows. Man. It's a fucking tough life, man. It's a different breed of folk, man. Yeah. Like, God bless them, and we wouldn't exist without them. Yeah, we wouldn't exist without them. I just don't like the people that are putting them in places that I don't think Absolutely. Well, I mean, I was brought over there, and, like, yeah. I had just released an album that was vehemently making statements against, like, the administration and, and, yeah. and the war. But it, when I was invited over there, um, uh, it, it, you know, nope, they didn't ask me about any of it. Right. And, I, and I really, you know, I, well, I look at it as most of these cats was trying to get some college money. That's it. Yeah, and, they said, you know, I, I believe in something, too. Well, that's what it used to be. I mean, that's and, when, when Pat you know, Tillman signed up. That's what he did. He left the NFL. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I believe in this. This is real. You know, yeah. our country's being attacked. Then when he got over there, he was one of the biggest critics of the war ever. Once yeah. he got over there, him and his brother. I mean, his, his brother doesn't even believe it was friendly fire. You know, his brother thinks they had him killed. I believe. You know, they, I mean, they covered up this whole story about friendly fire. You know, yeah. they pretended that he died in war. You know, by the time he was over there, he just he realized what a clusterfuck it was. The whole thing is a mess, man. It's uh, the yeah. people behind it, though. The people that you know are were willing to sign up and be and be heroes and really go and fight the enemy in their mind. I mean, that's an incredibly brave thing. Yeah, man. That's which is the most fucked up thing about it is the idea that brave people get manipulated. In the in the name of money, and I was you know what was shocking to me was how young these cats were, and how much responsibility like carried on their shoulders. And I thought about myself at twenty two, or twenty four, yeah. and this guy's running a squad of tanks, 
and I was like, you know, you know, probably passed out drunk in a bar somewhere yeah, no after shit, a concert. Man. You know what I mean? Tripping. So it was like, you know, it was just give and do. I went out there, and there they were. I mean, it was like the most appreciative. Like you, they thank you so much just for going, and it's just bananas. I was like, I was, I was privileged to go, and I'd go back in a heartbeat. It's just so scary to be over there. It's so scary to be in such a fucked up place in the world. It's, you know, most people that live in this side live in nice cities, drive nice cars, you know, exist in a peaceful state of harmony. We're barely even aware that there's some people that mostly financially unfortunate at this point, mostly just not a lot of fucking opportunities where they live at this point. And they're getting shipped off to some crazy country on the other side of the world that's just filled with death and despair. Like, most people don't even know. Like, you know, this guy that snapped recently and killed those people in Afghanistan? You know yeah. that story? Yeah, he did, like, three tours. You he know did a mean? gang of tours. Not only that, they, he thought he was going to get off combat duty. They were they were dangling it over his head. He was losing his house back home. And, I'm, you know, I'm not making any excuses for this guy. Yeah. But the day of, he's he watched one of his friends get his legs blown off. You know, and then I guess he just snapped. He doesn't even remember it. He went. Or he says he doesn't remember it. Who knows? But yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, what they 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 manipulate the fuck out of these people, man. I know a dude who had only twenty days left on a twenty-year bid with the Army Reserve, and then with twenty days left, he was going to retire. They sent him to Iraq for a year and a half. They can just do that. They yeah. sent him back again too. Yeah. Once they send you once, they can send you again. Like you literally work for them forever. You cannot quit. There is no time. Like they, yeah, they somewhere in the they forever Bush administration. have an, an yeah. option. That's insanity. An option. I mean, well, how the the fact that we allow that, man, that's really fucked up. That's that's a that's a. I'll be like this. I'll tell you like this. I'm honestly, you know, and and if I was young, I'd still be saying this. You know, I ain't saying it because I'm past whatever age. But I I think. To a certain degree, it should be. You turn eighteen, you want to like have certain privileges in this country. You should go do your two years service, and, and you know what I mean. Change a lot of shit. I'll tell it you would that. change because yeah, because every senator's kid would be yeah, in there. Every yeah, every yeah. governor and president's kid would have to do it. It's you know, it yeah. would, it, you know, but that'll never happen. You're right. Yeah, you know, uh, I I think in principle, that, and that, we'd have a standing army at all times of what fifteen million people. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I mean? so, more than that, wouldn't it? You know, how many young people do we have? Of that, yeah, it'd probably. Be, what do we have now? I, I bet it's probably fifteen million now. How many people are in the army? Seven. <laughs> uh, number of U.S. military. How many times have you been over there? Oh, once. But I'll go back any day. Now uh, you, like me, have uh, a daughter. Doesn't that? Uh, that's when you see like dudes who have daughters over my there. Wife you was, think about I, you being over there. I, my, I believe my wife was pregnant when I went. Wow. Yeah. You know what's weird, Joe? That you, uh, I was listening to some old Howard Stern's. I don't know if you've been listening to the Kennison shit. And somebody said something on the Howard Stern show, and he he was like, "Is that true?" But he didn't have a computer to like go like how many people in the military. So I was just thinking like, how weird is that? Like Howard <laughs> had no idea. There was no way for him to check that at all. Yeah. So he just pretty much was like, "All right, I guess I have to believe this." Yeah, you could talk <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit back then. Yeah. Yeah. That's good shit, though. All week he's having Sam Kinison on. Uh, yeah, I listened to it today. It's crazy. From 1988. It's weird. You know? It's yeah. when I first started doing comedy. Yeah. And because of Sam Kinison, too, this is the first dude that I ever heard that I was like, well, that's comedy, too? 
Yeah, that was you crazy. Know? I remember when the first time I saw him, it was it was a shock. It was like, wow, that's new. Yeah, that dude changed the whole game. He changed comedy, man. He, he went hard on the religious yeah. stuff at the time oh, when that was. And he got away with it, too, I mean, because well, he was a yeah, former he was, priest. Yeah, he was a preacher that yeah. turned the other way. It's like crazy. That was He was he was classic. Does man. he have a, do- a daughters, right? Or does he have any Kenison? daughters? Yeah. yeah, well, he has them with his friend's wife. Do you know that whole story? No, I don't think so. You don't know that whole story? Um, he had uh, a good fuck. I'm blanking on the dude's name now. The dude with the shaved head. Oh my Don god. Don Barris. Oh shut up, Brian. <laughs> now, uh, fuck. I can't believe him. Carl LeBeau. Okay. Carl LeBeau was his buddy and his road partner. He opened for Kinnison on the road, and apparently Kinnison was banging his wife, and he didn't even know about it. And he had a kid with this chick, and he thought it was his kid. It's Kinnison's kid. So the whole time he's been raising this kid, thinking it was his. It was his best friend's. Wow. His best friend. What a shithead. Wow. Banging his friend's wife. Wow. Not only that, without a condom, you fucking dirty bitch. Wow. (laughs) He was crazy. You know, they said with Kinnison, it was a head injury that changed his whole life. He was a kid. He got hit by a truck. Said completely changed his personality. Like completely became a totally different person. Became reckless and crazy and loud and wild. Before that, he was like a regular, calm, sort of a peaceful kid. Maybe he like didn't see another side and just realized or decided it was a it was he was going ham. Could be right. <laughs> yeah, he crossed over for a second. Or it, I think it's just head injuries in general are fucking really bad for you. You know, getting getting your head fucked up is not good. For some people, it changes their personality. I've heard of dudes that uh, became depressed. They uh, they got just knocked out once, and then they started getting like bad depression, like all the time. Like re- had a really hard time being happy. Wow! Just one concussion, you know, golf ball to the head. I know a dude who was fucked up by a golf ball to the head. Said for six months he was just a a mess. Six months, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing that's going on with these soldiers. You know, the UFC has done a uh, a few of these. Uh, Fight for the troops for uh, the head injury, traumatic centers, brain yeah. injury. Yeah, I, remember I did like one of those little oh. PSAs for it. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. That's uh, that's some shit that's happening now. La- last before it closed, IEDs. I actually did a visit at Walter Reed, where they have all the cats who you know hit, got hit with the IUDs and, yeah. and that 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 will change your perspective because oh, yeah. there's dudes there with literally half a body. Yeah, and and talking like I wish I could go back because I got homies there and I need you know you know, wow. like they, they it's crazy I'm, I'm kid got two artificial legs talking about he's getting ready to you know join the DEA wow like you know the, some crazy shit don't make your problems seem real real yeah. small you know I think that sense of camaraderie that a lot of those guys have with each other too it, it hits it hits a crazy level. You know, it hits a level that the, the average person, a civilian, is probably never going to experience. Well, the level of panic and fear and emotion yeah. in a moment of death is, you know, and then you're sharing yeah. it. So whatever secret you got, it, it you know, it's going to come to the surface. Not necessarily like you're going to yell out your secrets. I'm saying, yeah. but like if you're a guy who's going to cry while you're fighting or whatever, all yeah. that's coming out and. Yeah, you know it's going. You're going to bond over that kind of shit. I would imagine. That's why fight camps are always so close to you know, like uh, an MMA fight camp for sure. Martial arts schools, all that shit. You you experience something really scary together. You know, it's not as scary as war, but any anything. What's the old saying? There's no atheists in foxholes, man. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. 
So what else you got for us, man? Hey, somebody put a, a request in that I agree with 100%. What's that? I love your fucking cover of Folsom Prison Brews. I'll get there. I'll get there. It won't have Prison the it Blues won't have the lead shit. like do 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 because I only oh, got one right. guitar. So, but uh, <laughs> Brian can do it with his mouth. We're kind of oh. talking about a subject. I'm gonna, I'm Brian's, gonna do. Brian's do, got a guitar. I here. got a great guitar. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do this one. This one. <laughs> this one's called. Could you imagine it? Some yeah. of us pray. Some of us sin And some of us just don't know where to begin Guilty hearted pleasures Got you taking some unorthodox measures Can't help but lose even if you win Some of us pray Some of us sin Some of us live, all of us die. And some of us just laugh at the others who cry. Broken hearted sorrow got you thinking like there ain't no tomorrow. And some of us can't look each other in the eye. Some of us live. All of us die Some of us give Some of us take And some of us just lie in the beds that we make Hearts all torn and busted Double thanking everybody you trusted You can't always fix everything you break Some of us give, some of us take Some of us pray, some of us sin And most of us just don't know where to begin It's guilty hearted pleasures Got you thinking some unorthodox measures can't help but lose even if you win Some of us pray, some of us sin Some of us pray, some of us sin Some of us pray, some of us sin First time I've ever done that one live. Really? Yep. Alright, so I'm uh, Hold on, let me turn back on. Okay. My back? There yep. we go. That's the first time you've ever done that live? Really? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's I'm honored. Crazy. That's badass. I love that song. Do you sometimes forget, like, uh, the lyrics or the thing and you have to kind of make shit up on the fly like like oh i just fucked up a course there i would kind of bring it back like occasionally you- which you know i was told i was taught by some cats that that showed me along the way if you mess up on the guitar you know do it again oh just like go re- do it again okay <laughs> make it look like you meant to do it kind right. of thing you know what i mean or just own it 
just own it and keep it moving, you know. It, I'll, I'll be honest. If I ever mess up terribly, I'll stop. <laughs> really? I've done it. I've done it. So the whole hold up, man. Nah, this that, that sucks right there. I just, <laughs> I just really chopped that to hell. So we're gonna start over and what make it, it right. Is there a time limit? Like, like yeah, if it's like thirty seconds left in the song, you're obviously. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, then you're probably not gonna do that. I mean, it would have to be. It would have to be something. It would have to be something that disturbed my groove enough, right. Where I couldn't stop thinking about it. You know. Yeah. Which after 20 some odd years, it would take a pretty big bump in the road, you know? <laughs> You've been on the road like crazy lately, right? You've been just doing... Yeah, I'm on a new, new, you know, just, I love playing music, man. We've been doing a combo with live band stuff. And I just, like I said, I just did a run of acoustic shows and I really enjoyed it. And, you know... Um, when you do acoustic, just you and the guitar, that's it? Um, sometimes I'll have another guitar guy sitting with me to cover like lead parts for the, you know, certain songs and a little counter, you know, picking while I'm strumming kind of things just to add to the song a little bit. I was uh, just in Louisville while we were there. The University of of Kentucky is playing the University of Louisville. <laughs> In oh, a basketball game, it's like yeah, the worst they, day ever. They hate each other apparently. Right. They have like a state civil war going on, <laughs> and so, dude, you got to look at these pictures, man. Pull this shit up because it's ridiculous. These dumb motherfuckers. They got all their photos. These kids rioted. Kentucky wins, but students lose in basketball riot photos. It's on Wired.com. Kentucky wins, but students lose in basketball riot photos. You got to see this shit. These stupid motherfuckers. They're all their pictures. Are all on the internet. They don't know anymore. You know, this they, is not the same world. It's not bitch. the seventies. Yeah, you can't I'll, just ride. I can reflect on like, man, like you, I, I used to love shows like Deadwood, and I'd be like, man, if I lived in the eighteen somethings, man, I would have been a shooting a motherfucker cat dog. <laughs> I would have yeah. shot a dude like. Totally. You you, get what you gonna do? Yeah. You gonna, who's catching me? You know, you better be a good. <laughs> Look shot. at this girl. She pulls her top up, and all these dudes are groping her and shit, and she's screaming. They are wild in Kentucky, man. Wow. That is a different breed That's of not Kentucky, though, man. That's the university. That's America, homie. And those aren't white You're hands. Right. That's right. America, yeah, those dog. are mostly black hands on that white girl's titties. And she's a redhead. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Brian's just upset. Hits a little too ho- close to home. Done it, dog. Look at this. This guy's got blood all over him. He broke his hands open trying to smash a windshield with his fucking fists. He's, he's bleeding off of his hands, and they got a close-up of this dickhead's face. Wow. You dummies are going to do time, you wow. stupid fucks. Lighting cars <laughs> on fire. You cunts. How come you can't just celebrate, you shitheads? You know what's funny? is like, see that crowd photo right there? Yeah. Somewhere in there is a kid that in 20 years is going to be running for Senate. <laughs> <laughs> and this picture is going to come up. As, I mean, he was there yeah. when they rioted. And he's also listening to us right now. Yeah, yeah it's that <laughs> little fucker right yeah, there. Yeah, he looks kind of like he's, he's like the he, one. He looks like a young newt. <laughs> a young Sid Torum. Yeah. Oh. What are you doing? You playing a commercial? No, I just want to talk about the style and performance of a brand new ben. Hyundai. Is that a Hyundai? No. A, Hyundai's look like Mercedes Benz now. It's amazing. You see that thing? Yeah. That new Hyundai? Yeah, these stupid fucking kids, man. This shit annoys the fuck out of me because everybody knew it was going to happen. They all knew it. You guys got was a it bottle crazy of there? Kentucky gentleman in his hand. <laughs> That's what he's drinking. Was it? Cr- oh yeah. Was it, was it cr- like was like your audiences like psycho and couldn't stuff like be that? better. Couldn't be, couldn't been better audiences in on earth. It was impossible. They, Duncan got a round of applause and a standing ovation. Not a, not a, just a round of applause, but standing ovation every show going on stage. Yeah. Going on stage, he was getting standing ovations. They couldn't have been nicer, friendlier, more fun. 
Louisville was the shit. It's a fun place. That's the beautiful thing about clubs like the improv, like like high end clubs, is they develop like people that are like fans of comedy too. Like you, you know, there's not a a lot of places in the country where you can guarantee you're going to see like national level comedians. But you know, all the improvs, you're going to get like all big name comics going to come through. They couldn't have been any better, man. That place was amazing. Louisville's the shit. Yeah, They're man. Wild. I got to get to a show. I haven't been to one in a minute, man. Next time you're in my neck of the woods down I'm south. To, I'm about to uh, lay down a, uh, a a video. I say lay down because I'm talking lay to down. a you're musician. Lay down. You're some beats over there, Joe. Well, when I'm talking to musicians, <laughs> man, I like to use their language. You're going yeah. to lay down that I'm video? Lay down, lay down a video. I like that, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Lay that bitch down. Lay down some, some uh, comedy on that bitch. <laughs> I'm going to put it on VHS, Joe. No beta, bro. I'm sticking with beta. So are you gonna go it. that you? I mean, are are you already going the route the same one as the this the recently this Louis C.K. guy just threw yeah. it up? Yeah, no, his idea. I stole totally stole it. I didn't have that That's, idea first. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to get. He didn't uh, have it first either. Radiohead yeah. did it in yeah. music. You know, sure. So it's kind yeah. of the same principle, I think. Yeah, he's the first guy to deal with comedy, um, and, and he, ev- now everybody's gonna do it that way. Comedy Central. Yeah, but your guys. folks, man. I'm gonna tell you something about your folks, man. Hey, your, your folks love you. I love them too. I mean, these, that's why. these cats, like, it's, you I mean, know, it's, get a room. It's, it's, I don't want to say that's why. I don't really know why. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, a, that's a lot of folks that's going to be hollering at the website, man. Yeah. You know what, dude? I, I really firmly believe that when you put positive energy out there, you attract like minded people. You're going to get a few cunts in the mix. It's, it's inevitable, especially on the internet, especially like on, in text form, like when dudes get to tweet shitty things to people or right. on our message boards or something like that. Like, yeah, my thing is like, do you really think that stopped my day? Yeah, do, do you <laughs> well, think that? Do, did he think that like slowed me down in my R eight? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's real simple, man. Don't ever say anything to anybody that you wouldn't say to their face. Just don't do it. And if you do say it, say it as if you would say it to their face. Otherwise, you're a cunt. Yeah, it's that simple. Pretty much. If I say something, I'm gonna say it to your face. Like I got a bunch of negative tweets the other night because some, some dude in front of the Country Music Awards. Okay, homeboy standing there with fake rips in his jeans, like he bought jeans that were already Rip pre-ripped, yeah. and he's standing in front of a jet. And I don't know if the song was any good, because quite honestly, I said the song was. I said, "Here's," I go, "This is country." A dude's wearing fake ripped jeans, standing in front of a jet, singing a shitty song, and then the hashtag was that ain't country. You know, but <laughs> silly jeans, you're a silly bitch. You're a silly bitch if you're wearing fucking fake ripped jeans. Period. Have it's you, 2012. Have you ever had fake ripped jeans? Show. I might have. I might have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have bought some. Yeah. The, did you ever used to bleach your jeans in the basement where you poured no. actual real bleach on your jeans in the 80s? No, I didn't. But I definitely have owned a pair of jeans with rips in them. They might have been like given to me from wardrobe on Fear Factor, but I had them and I wore them. But it's I'm I'm old enough now to realize that's ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. It's very Nickelback, by yeah. the way. Yeah. But I, you, it's easy to buy them by mistake nowadays because now. Now they have jeans that just look like they're fucked up a little, but then you wash them once and they become ripped jeans. You know, like where the the, the clothing is like they do that very on thin. Yeah, like yeah. but, you, but you, you can buy it by mistake. Going, wow, those jeans look right. cool. And the next thing you know, you have some ripped jeans and you're at the rainbow room. Yeah, but this dude had like I wear dark crispy jeans. brand new five hundred ones. If that's I wear my, jeans, that's my new thing, man. I just got them. I love them. I'm talking about it. crispy. I don't even wash them. Yeah, <laughs> these have not been I'm washed. On like cardboard, man. No, I'm serious. That's how I wear yeah. them, and then I throw them away. <laughs> That's Bala. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what uh, Charlie Murphy. I live does it. Every time I live it. Sergeant show. Supply. Sergeant Supply yeah. over there in Burbank, man. Yeah, really? Yeah, Did that them place five hundred ones all day long. You man. just get a new pair every week. <laughs> on the road, I throw like fourteen pairs of them. <laughs> 
I, the last like three shows. Really? Yeah. Did you it, could probably sell those shit. Uh, so many. Like on the bus and stuff, I wear gym shorts and just kind of lounge around. So, but do you actually throw them out, or do you give them to like Goodwill or something? No, I just kind of usually leave them in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I really want to Goodwill. Yo, I like mean, like new. usually on tour, I sweat so much. Like in those things, man, I really, it'd be like you know, I don't have time to wash them, and I'm not trying to give them to Goodwill. Like just loaded with my <laughs> loaded with my DNA. You know what I mean? Dude, I bet there's some people out there that would buy it. Big. Yeah. Big I'll just start fans. tweeting hotel rooms across <laughs> yeah. the country. I'm leaving some jeans here. Ate Taco Bell earlier. Might smell great. Yeah, yeah. You should just. Yeah, this is gonna be dudes who are gonna be jerking off, sniffing. Your <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Sure, ah. some, some dudes are gonna go really, real up. I'll never there. throw another one. Of Carolina, <laughs> Man, five hundred one, uh, one for the stinky in my pinky. <laughs> okay, what? I think you need to play a song just to cure us of what he just said. (laughs) By the way, that surplus store is really awesome. I go there to buy like fucking gas masks and crazy shit all the time. But then I I feel like people actually wore these and died in them. I wear like military pants and jeans is what I wear. Really? Yeah, that's my wardrobe, man. Those are the best. Like those uh, cargo pants fit so much shit. I don't need to carry around my fanny pack. (laughs) I got a fanny pack. People think I'm bullshitting. Catch me at the airport. Ready? Sweat my fanny pack. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. I hear that train coming, coming around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. And I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. See, it happened right there. You're live witness. I hit the wrong chord, and I'm not going to live with oh. that. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to take that one more time. Oh, from the top? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that train coming, coming around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when And I'm stuck in Folsom Prison Time keeps dragging And that train just keeps rolling Down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be good boy, never play with gun. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blow, hang my head and cry. Good Lord, I just hang my head and I cry. Folks eating fancy dining car, probably drinking whiskey and smoking big cigar. Well, I knew I had it coming, knew I can't be free. But those people keep moving, and that's what tortured me. 
from this prison That railroad train will mine Probably move it just a little Far down that line Barton Wilson prison That's where I long to stay And I let that lonesome whistle Blew all my blues away That's that's a beautiful cover, man. God damn. What a fucking song that is. Yeah, I remember when I wrote it, man. It was real hot. <laughs> Back in the day in like another 59. Life. Man, I'm so stoned watching this. It, it, it it's almost too much. Really? Yeah, it's just it's it's like freaks me out a little what? being able to just see this so close to me. I don't know, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, this would be the dopest, <laughs> the dopest intimate concert of all time, man. Yeah. My dog's named Johnny Cash. Is that right? Huge Johnny Cash fan. I had a Rottweiler named Elvis. Oh. I had a pit bull named Frank Sinatra. That's awesome. But that was before I really got to know Frank Sinatra's personality. Still, it's Frank, though, man. <laughs> but. You better off having a pit bull I, named to, B. To Martin. your Frank, I'll raise you a Tony. <laughs> Tony Bennett. I had a cat named Skittles. Skittles. Yeah. I had a. Uh, Did a, cat a Mexican named Jack dude Dempsey. in Florida shoot him? <laughs> <laughs> I had a cat named Jack Dempsey. That and, shit ain't right. I just gotta say, man. And I don't dog. care. I don't care what the kid did. You can see there's. I'm going there. Is right. that all right? Okay, go ahead. Can I go there yeah. on this Trayvon Martin thing? My my take oh, on okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Please. My take on please. it. No matter what the kid did, mm-hmm. there's two kinds of seventeen. Mm-hmm. There's LeBron James seventeen that looks like a thirty six year old man, right. right? Right. And then there's child seventeen, right? And I haven't seen one picture of this kid that isn't a child seventeen. It's true. And this dude weighs outweighed him by a hundred pounds. Did he? A hundred pounds? Yeah. It, oh, it's you seen the size of the dude and the pictures from what I'm seeing. I'm guessing on that one okay. on the weight. Okay, outweighed him significantly. Regardless of that, most he's in danger of is what a broken jaw, maybe a black eye. His story, and I don't know what happened. I'm just saying, grown man against a kid. I'm talking about me against a 17 year old kid. I need to. There's no kid on earth (laughs) that that looks like that in the eyes, right? Like a baby, like a child, not like a grown man, like dude who's been like through the you know the grind. Yeah, is gonna put me on my back and kill me. Yeah, but that's you. This guy might have been kind of a bitch. You know, I mean, this guy I'm just, I'm was just saying, rejected. Murder is murder. Cop. He tried to be a cop. And, and as far rejected. as I'm concerned, the one that stood his ground that night is the one that's dead. Maybe, but maybe not. You know, his story is that the kid came back and, and attacked him. And he actually has, supposedly, ABC News was reporting yesterday that they've enhanced the video. And they found yeah, cuts, cuts on the back of his head, which saying, a couple show cuts that this on the kid, back of your head. I just don't see it as worth killing somebody. I agree with you, but you know I mean? his story is the kid was trying to get his gun. His story is the Yo, kid police told he you was not armed. to follow, dude. Police told you stay out of it. Leave it alone. This is a man who right. thought he was an authority figure and was itching to use his gun. That's that the bottom true. line. That and is that's, true. And I'll leave it at that. We that is just, true. But you know, he did apparently, according to the nine one one call, they told him to turn around, and he did turn around. And his story is that's when the kid jumped him. I don't know what the fuck is true. I don't know what he could have said to the kid to piss him off like that. If he did, you know, I I definitely agree. The dude was into being a dude was itching to use his gun man but it also could have been that you know they were in a life and death struggle i wasn't there man i'd agree that it the sounds, only reason it was it, if it was a life and death struggle though joe get grant me this mm-hmm. the only reason it was is because one of them brought a gun and it wasn't the kid 
That's true. Yeah, and he, he thought he now, was... Now, had there not have been a gun there, the worst that could have probably happened in the situation was one of the others got their ass kicked. Right, right. If there hadn't been a gun. If there the was situation. no gun at the scene. Right, but his deal is that he's trying to be like neighborhood patrolman. With a gun. Yeah. Well, it would, would be Wants great to if shoot somebody, somebody was actually a you bad guy. You have a guy. gun, you want to shoot somebody. That's what you need when there's bad people out there. Bad this pe- kid was not what he was looking for, obviously. But I'm saying. You know, but hold on a second. Do you know that in that neighborhood, a, a man is in critical condition right now, a 50-year-old guy who got beat to de- almost to death with hammers? And two 18-year-old two kids were arrested. They robbed him, and they beat the fuck out of this guy with hammers. So it's not like there's not bad people in the world that you could use you, a gun still, with. There was no gun there. There you. wouldn't be a dead person there. That right is now. true, but that is this scenario. There could have been an easily a scenario. This, this is, is a very yeah. bad area where these people are living in. There's a lot of breaking entries. There's a, a lot, lot of, of robbery. A lot of assault. You're right, which is why in the correct Manner. I'm just saying, I see a baby armed. when I look at that kid. I, I see do a baby, as well. Man. I do as I well, but it's that. just that kid. That's a terrible situation. A real motherfucker could sense evil. You know what I mean? Like the kind of evil that would beat a man to death with hammers. You could sense that, Joe. You can feel that in the air. I agree. You know I agree. I mean? that, but that, again, if you go to his story, I don't know what the fuck fear. happened, bro. But his story is that the kid jumped him. That's his story. If that's the case... I ain't heard case, him tell his story yet. Yeah, well, it's been, it's been out there. It's been but out I there ain't for heard him days. tell yeah, his story. With his words. Yeah, yeah I ain't yeah. heard him tell his story. You know I what? He, the, heard anybody else either. If he sat here in front of me and told his story and I looked in his eyes and I believed him, that's a different thing. Right, yeah. but do you understand but that I no, one, no one's story, talked? Though. No one's talked. We're getting all Nancy Grace I'm just saying I see a little baby. I'm, no, I'm saying... Hey, I'm not even talking about race. I'm saying race, nothing else aside. I'm saying had a man that was itching, not itching to be a badass with a gun, not right. brought a gun to a situation that didn't need it anyways. True. There wouldn't be a dead person. You're right. If a guy that's you, wrongful like death, some, that's that's murder, man. If you had some big John McCarthy type cop out there, nothing would have ever happened. He would have said to the kid, How you doing tonight? And the kid would have said, I'm yeah. all good. And they would have mm. said, Have a good night, yeah. be careful, and that would have been the end of it. It's it's a, a lot of it is people that are looking for trouble. And a lot of the reason why they're yeah. looking for trouble is because they're insecure. And it's, it's mm. not, easily could have been what this guy's deal is. I don't know the dude. I'm just I, saying, I the, see a baby dead. It is a baby dead. That, 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 that bothers dead. me. That is the bothers mm-hmm. the fuck out of me. Too. I, I, if, I'll be honest. If those pictures had looked like he was a hood, mm-hmm. I would probably feel a lot different. Right. I'd probably be like, yo, man, looks like he's kind of a hood. But right. I don't. It just looks like a kind of kid to me. It's true. It is true. But, you know, I, I you don't, don't know bring a gun happened. against a kid, man. I don't I'm just think saying. He thought he was going to run into kids, though. You know, he's controlled the neighborhood. He was hoping to run into a situation where he could pull out his gun. Maybe. You might be right, or why else might. would you carry it if you're not your average police officer? I bet you your average real, like normal personality of a human being, police officer probably does not like the fact at all that they have a gun all the time. I would disagree with that heavily. I have a lot of friends. That the are use cops. of it would be. No, I have a lot of friends that are cops. They don't want to pull that gun out. That's for goddamn. That's sure. what I mean. I mean, okay. in the sense that okay. they, you know, the thought of using it is okay. actually yeah. very foreboding yeah. and not something of interesting course. at all. I have friends that have shot people before, and you talk to them about it, and it's not a pleasant memory. It's not a good thing, you know. Uh, I've, I've, I've had. I. Uh, That's the I, thing on your belt. The yeah. last thing you ever really want to have to reach for. I had a conversation with a dude just uh, a couple weeks after you had to shoot a dude, and he was, you know, just started starting to get back in the swing of things in his head, you know, just dealing with the fact. He's like, "I'm happy I did it." He goes, "Like I was a piece of shit, but let me tell you, it's a it's a fucking tricky thing taking a man's life. Yeah, it's crazy." 
I would like to hear the dude tell his story. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, I think I hiding say, is, is 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 doing more harm than good. Well, his bro- Well, you know, the real issue though is, is a, the legal issue. I mean, this guy, if he is innocent, if you are innocent, you really should shut the fuck up until your lawyers get your, you know, get everything in the proper order. And there's too many channels right now for prosecutors to go after people that aren't necessarily guilty. And there's a lot of people behind bars right now that if they had better representation, if they didn't open their fucking mouth, I'm not saying in this guy's case. But if the guy is innocent, he really probably should shut the fuck up until he actually goes to trial or talks to the pro- But him going on Larry King, does Larry King do anything anymore? No. Him going on Pierce Morgan. Pierce. You know, that, that ain't gonna, his brother was on Pierce Morgan, though. Really? You know? Yeah. I, didn't, I missed that. Yeah, his brother was on. Well, I didn't mean to go there, but I just. I no, just, look, man, things, you went there man. because it's, it's a it's part one of, of things, our culture. It just kind of bugs me, you know what I mean? It's like I need to, you know, you I know feel what like bugs I live. There's, I just feel like I said there's there's two different seventeen year olds and you know I don't if you if you if you Mister Neighborhood Watch you're, you're supposed to be looking out for your community how do you know that wasn't a person from your community you must not have approached them in a manner that was like excuse me sir or excuse me what's going on you know what I mean there must have been some real rude shit and if you didn't bring a gun nobody would be dead that is true but you that's know, my wh- biggest point is that- if the dude that wasn't itching to use his weapon didn't bring a weapon. There probably wouldn't be even anything except a kid, at, you know, that got scraped up in a scuffle or a man that got scraped up in a scuffle. That, that is true in this situation, you know. But again, well, that's the this situation guy, I'm talking about. But that's Joe. not necessarily what this guy was looking for when he's armed doing his neighborhood watch. He's looking for people like these two kids. One of them's 18, five foot eight, and he was wearing a blue denim shirt, and he beat a fucking 50 year old man with a hammer. You know, that guy is fucked up. That guy is severely fucked up and will probably never be the same human being again. He might die. I wonder if he dies, they'll pay as much attention as this kid that got shot. Because it's kind of fascinating, man. You know, there's a lot of people that are real squeamish about talking about black kids doing something violent to white people. Oh, I ain't got no problem with it. This ain't about race don't. to me. I know you, you don't. You know what I mean? I know you don't. I'm like I said, I admitted general, openly, like, if, if, if he looked a lot more hood, I probably would yes, mentally feel you, different yes, about did. it. That's just natural of way your mind works. I'm talking about our culture. I'm not necessarily talking about you. I think in our culture, it's uh, it's interesting. But we all how, have a little bit of that regardless. Yeah. Well, all of us. On well, every we're side, also everywhere. we're looking to catch people in a gotcha moment of racism. We love that. We would love to find someone who especially saw a safe situation like that and to be honest know? the real problem isn't even mr zimmerman the real problem is this law called the stand your ground law that says if me and you are in a place basically and nobody else is around and i say you attack me and make it look that way you could shoot i can easily kill you and get away with it <sighs> well when there's just two people man it's fucking hard to figure out what the hell happened exactly you know My there's point. a lot of crazy fuckers out there that can just tell lies man you know, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are completely sociopathic. Exactly. So if you give them opportunity to use their yeah. gun in a situation that's like yeah. a lot of people could start disappearing or falling victim to, uh, you know, uh, self-defense. I wonder if people would like actually move to Florida just so they could shoot people easier. You know, just start some arguments. I, I wouldn't doubt it, man. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it I either, man. It. Florida is one of the weirdest fucking places in the country. It really does feel like you're in another play. I'm there in two weeks. I'm doing that uh, improv in Fort Lauderdale. I like going down there. They know how to party. They're a lot of fun people. But it really feels like you're on an island somewhere in the, you know, in another country. 
that it's like subject to U.S. rules, but no one's really watching. <laughs> it's yeah, like, kind of like the wild, you know, still the 80s down there in a weird way. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's a, Florida's strange. Kind of, well, the whole place is built on cocaine money, man. <laughs> literally. Like, literally. There's that whole, like, you've seen the cocaine cowboys, like, yeah. things, right? Yeah. Like, Miami, downtown Miami's, like, yeah. literally built with kilos of cocaine. It's amazing. They just poured it into the cement. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so ridiculous. What a, there's more banks per capita apparently in Miami than anywhere. It's all just money laundering, going down left and right. That, if you haven't seen Cocaine Cowboys, folks, we've talked about it before. You must. You must. And, to, and you must see its sequel. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. Cocaine two, two. Cowboys 2, hustling yeah. with the grandmother yeah. or the, the godmother. godmother. Yeah. <laughs> the godmother who's alive. This bitch has killed who knows how many fucking wow. people. And she's just chilling. You're saying in, in jail, she made like 500 mil a year <laughs> in jail. And she was such a badass bitch. They didn't even try to kill her. A woman. And they just let her run shit. Oh, my God. That's a crazy documentary. Yeah, I think Miami's the closest to a foreign country we have in America. Outside of Puerto Rico, which is technically sort of America, right? Isn't is that still? Aren't they debating that recently? Like oh, whether yeah. they want to become a state finally yeah. or not? Come on, just be a state. What do you give a fuck? But it's cool that it fucks up all the flags, though, man. We got <laughs> everybody's got to get a new flag. Yeah, right. People might harbor some resentment. Over Where would that. we put that extra star? Where the fuck is that gonna I, go? I don't know. You know, that's gonna take like uh, some sort of mathematical, uh, you know, seamstress type to figure. This out. weird shit like Hawaii. Five hours in a fucking plane over the ocean, <laughs> and yet it's still America. Alaska. Like, Alaska. You know, I, I had some Alaskans come to the last show, and they were telling me, like, who do, how do I tip you uh, after I got off stage? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm, well, I, I want to tip you. And I'm like, no, what? you don't tip. He's like, oh, this is my first comedy show, and it, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life, and it's, I want to tip you. I'm like, no, don't tip me. What the fuck are you talking about? But it was so weird talking. That he seemed like, a, a, like he was from a different country. Like he's huh. like, he he was talking all this other things like about well like, essentially they are <clears throat> yeah. I mean it really is it's not attached right I mean it's just my joke if it's not attached it's just some shit we stole right and that that, that is what it is or maybe. bought which yeah whatever same whatever. difference same difference would you ever you know, go to some Indians bought from them, somebody who stole it give them some fucking whiskey <laughs> and they took Manhattan for like seven bucks yeah. would you ever go to Alaska to do comedy or do you think this oh is yeah now fuck you, yeah is there people there for yeah that? yeah there's pretty Douglas. Stanhope used to go there all the time, but he, they just got to be too stupid for him. He, he bailed after a while. He couldn't take it anymore. They, they get pretty nutty up there from what I hear, man. Hell, yeah, they it's do. Six months of daylight, six months of night. That's Yeah, and there's bears everywhere. and Yeah, you know, it's fucking crazy. You live in a nutty place. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're living in a place in where humans, humans aren't necessarily supposed to be. Yeah. It's for fucking freezing for a good chunk of the year, like death freezing, like Antarctic style freezing. That's that's I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's that's hard. You ever see that movie Thirty Days of Night? Is it a vampire movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty good vampire movie, man. Yeah. And they uh, the the vampires go to Alaska because they could just fuck people up for a whole month. Yeah, they don't because it doesn't it. get yeah. light out for a month. That's got to be depressing as shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, you think Seattle is de- depressing? Seattle. I remember the first time I went to Copenhagen, and uh, we landed, and we went to this place. We had heard of this legendary place called Christiani. I don't know if you're familiar. It's like a place that squatters took over, apparently, and, and they were legally. They, it's basically a little section in the middle of the city where they, they can slang hash and weed, and they just... The government kind of looks the other way. They're squatters. But every once in a while, the government goes in there and like tries to raid it, and they fight them off. It's crazy. This little section is called Christiania. 
How big is it? It's tiny. A couple. It's like maybe six blocks of of land. So it's just. But it's all within like a gate, and it's like it looks like a hippie community. Like looks like little little gardens and this and that. But then you walk down this row, and they got all these sheds set up, and they're slanging weed there. Wow. Good weed. Yeah. So like I remember we got some real good weed. Went back to the hotel and smoked up, and it was about seven in the evening, and the sun was still out. And so bang, we smoked weed. This weed knocked me out. I fell out. I wake up. I look at my watch. It says three. I look outside. It's light. It's. I was like, man, that shit knocked me out from seven last night to to three the next afternoon. Jesus Christ! So I go downstairs and I. I'm talking to the lady something about something at the desk, and I'm like, "Yeah, is there? You know, where's where's a good place to eat?" She's like, "Sir, it's three in the morning." She's like, "It's, it's not three in the afternoon." But that's ridiculous. Like, that blew my mind. It short circuited me. That was one day, right? Like for it, it screwed me up. Where I went up to the room, and like my brain was having a hard time processing the thought of the sun being out bright as hell at three in the morning. How long out. is it bright for? Is it, it, it goes down apparently for like an hour. Like between twelve and one every night, it kind of goes down, and it doesn't ever go all the way down. It's kind of dusk, and then it comes back up. They so must be so happy at that certain times of the year. This is like summertime, and um, I'm at the winters. I don't know if it's different. I don't know if they suffer the the opposite of that. But it was like it's short circuiting me. So what my point is is like six months of something like that. Yeah, would would probably fry your board, man. I'm pretty sure they do in Alaska. I'm pretty sure in Alaska there's moments where they have like almost perpetual sunlight. I think they just have like an hour where it goes down for a little yeah, yeah. bit and comes back up. I think that's the case up there, yeah, too. Because Copenhagen's pretty far up there, man. That's weird that they would just decide to like not have things open at 3 in the morning when it's bright out. Just yeah. stay open, just stay bitch. Open. Yeah, Come on. It's like, what? what the fuck are you doing? Hire somebody. Or if you had a, bus- if you had like a business, do it. You know, yeah. that could be your option to do it. Yeah, the reason why shit is closed is because you can't see outside without lights on. That's why shit's closed. <laughs> okay, now that you can see outside with lights on, keep shit open. Yeah, why not? The fuck not? are you doing, man? What do you need to sleep or something? Yeah, what do you hate money? <laughs> you hate money? You need to sleep? <laughs> what is uh, your favorite place to tour? Do you have a, a favorite country to go to? Um, I'm really a big fan of Japan just because Me it's, too. It's, 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 it's the place where I feel the most foreign. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I yeah. honestly feel like a foreigner and I, I enjoy that feeling like of being the different one kind of. Yeah. You know, even though it's got you're the gaijin, you know, more, I've, right. I've never run into anything. Well, there's, no, there's one sushi bar that wouldn't serve me because I was gaijin. Like, really? Yeah, they're, they're, I went to this bar, and they, they, apparently the dude just wasn't that. They don't serve gaijin at this bar. Wow. Forget the name of it. But How it long just, ago was this? This recent? Yeah, no, no. Probably within a decade, but like eight, nine years ago, probably. Brian and I just went a couple of weeks ago. First time. No, Tokyo. maybe actually longer. Maybe like 15 years ago. Damn. Yeah. I wonder if it's changed now. Maybe we had some I've heard that you know, there's just some there. old cats that are just like, I'm not giving you my fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember 60 years ago. <laughs> you can't have my fish. Yeah. How old was the dude? Do you think he was alive back then? I don't know. But, you know, old, mm-hmm. old enough. Yeah. What, yeah. What a fucking crazy thing for a country to go through. Could you imagine if we found out like Chicago disappeared in the middle of the night? You know, Chicago and Phoenix disappeared. Boom! In gone. like in a second, gone. How would we react to some country that just took Chicago and Phoenix, just it, it vaporized it, just vaporized five hundred thousand people, whatever the fuck it was? We're the only ones that, that ever did it. Woo! That's dark. It's crazy. It's dark. It's really crazy if you ever look at all the different weapons that are live, like that the United States has. All the different nuclear warheads. You ever seen like a map? 
of like Russia's nuclear warheads, United States nuclear warheads, Iran supposedly is working on some shit, but Israel's got a, t- a ton of shit. Pakistan yeah. has nuclear weapons. India. India has nuclear weapons. You know, they're like, yeah, Iran can't have them. Like, Everybody's got them. You know, yeah, they shouldn't have them, but nobody should have them. North Korea's got them. It's really amazing when you look at how many of them there are. Like if you look at a map of the United or the the entire world rather, and all the the, the nuclear arsenal, we could wipe out the whole planet completely. Uh, oh, many many times over. That's insane. And I, I don't know how they're ever going to fix that. I mean, how are they going to stop those things? You know, from being active. Don't how you have to figure that them? the law of averages says sometime, whether it's now or a thousand years from now, some of that shit's going to pop off. Yeah. People believe that that happened in the past. There's a lot of people that believe that there was at one point in time people had figured out uh, nuclear power, and we had uh, there's there's like evidence of giant massive explosions in parts of like uh, the Middle East and stuff like that. I think people believe it was Lebanon or something like that where people believe this. It's one of those uh, old ancient civilization Atlantis I- ideas. Yeah, well, well, some along those lines. Yeah. You know that they think that at one point in time we had figured out nuclear power. They know we figured out batteries. They had batteries they found in like the pyramids and shit, which is pretty fascinating. You know, they figured out some shit, but I doubt they ever had nuclear power. That's pretty preposterous. It was the aliens, man. The aliens did. The aliens did it, dude. If the aliens come, is that a good thing or a bad thing? The aliens aren't already here. Didn't we, didn't we talk about my alien technology already? Your alien? Your I have alien, alien technology in oh, my your body, heart. man. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. titanium valve. I, fir- yeah. I firmly believe there's alien technology here, dog. It'd be, it's, you think so? Absolutely, man. How do you think that works? They, they just give us little stuff and tell us to evolve? You know, or, you know, if, you know, okay, you know, or similar to something of, you know, some things that got left behind and just got studied and properly looked at, you know what I mean? Like some Terminator where they got the little chip and they're like backwards engineering everything, you know what I mean? Or or it's something that we already have that we just take for granted, like birds or something like birds are the aliens the whole time. I forgot how wide the array of conversation, I forgot how wide the the span of topics get on this. Yeah, well, I think. That's it's just like having a real conversation, right? Oh yeah, you know, amongst owners. Yeah, fuck yeah. I think um, if uh, if aliens are here, and I don't think they're giving us anything. I don't. I don't believe that. I, I, I don't know if we've ever captured any alien craft and back engineered it. It sounds sexy, but it also sounds like a crock of shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy it. There's not a big enough leap. You know, there's some leaps. You know, like the transistor. There's a few things, and if you look back at like, but it's all pretty much documented how everybody figured out everything and every step along the way. I used to think before I looked into it. That maybe there was some shit that the the army learned from Roswell, and you know that maybe they they had figured. But eh, now I don't think so. You just no. shit on their cars. Yeah, you know what I think, man. I think uh, if if we have had some contact with with an alien life form, I think they're so fucking far past us that they can pause the Earth and sweep up and then disappear again. I mean, I think we're dealing with some motherfuckers. We're food. Yeah. Or yeah, we could be that. <laughs> well, I wish they would eat some more of us. There's too many of us. You know, too many shitheads. There should be a test. And if, you know, if you don't pass the test, you get fucking turned into barbecue. Like like Logan's Run or something. Yeah, but then you don't want Rogan's people, run. people to miss their family and their loved ones. I don't want you to lose your, your family because you're a dumbass and an alien came and ate you. I would have to be fighting with you against the aliens. Well, that would probably turn <laughs> most douchebags into, you know, probably more respectable people anyway. That's true. Right. Yeah. If we knew that there was a alien that was watching that was going to eat you if you were a cunt. 
Yeah, that would be good incentive to not be a cunt. Yeah, but then it'd be suicide by alien. People just just cunt off, just fucking run around, breaking <laughs> windows. Just lose it for a day. <laughs> <laughs> suicide by alien, man. Girl breaks up. Yeah, I'm going fucking suicide by alien. And people see him running down the street. Fuck you, fuck you. Throwing rocks and shit. And pieces, everybody watches because they know what's going to happen. Aliens show up. <laughs> Eat them. Hey. Could happen. What was it? Was this? Who? What was the song? We'll make great pets. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will. Well, you know, if you look at how we treat everything that's intelligent that we don't understand, like dolphins and orcas and and even primates like chimpanzees, we treat them like shit. We put them in cages and shit. You know, we we don't. You know, we we don't necessarily enhance their life. We're not out there giving chimpanzees laptops and showing them how to spell. You know, we we teach them a few things to get do tricks for candy so we can figure out how smart they are. But that's no different than studying prisoners. You know, that's like psychological tests on prisoners. That's all that shit is. It's really funny that we would think that aliens would be any different than us. If you look at every single intelligent species on this planet, you know, even semi-intelligent, they all take advantage of those underneath them. Killer whales eat dolphins. Dolphins eat their babies. Mm -hmm. Chimps eat monkeys. I mean, we're cunts. <laughs> all Absolutely. life forms on this planet, it seems like, are cunts. So we're, we're, we're hoping that if there are, and, you know, if there, it is an, an alien life form that's super intelligent, we're hoping they're, not, they're better than us. They're way better than us. We're, we're trusting that they've got their shit together. Oh, I'm not trusting anything. Yeah. I'm just saying there, <laughs> I, that, that we might have learned a few things in the last few years off of some shit. Yeah, I wouldn't trust the alien as far as I could throw him. You think? But you really think we've learned things from back-engineered alien technology? I like to believe it. I would. That's I do my too. thing. That's I would my love thing. to believe I it. I like to believe it. I can't prove it. I love to believe I it. I can't prove it. It's I wouldn't swear to it. If you told me like fuck. my life depended on it, would you swear to it? I'd say, ah, oh, fuck no. It probably is bullshit. <laughs> I have on my wall. I have framed the Daily Roswell Daily Record or whatever the fuck the newspaper is. The, the very newspaper where they reported that they had a crashed UFO, that they've recovered it, that they've sent the parts of it to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. They thought they had something, man. I mean, they put this shit in the paper, that it was a crashed UFO. I wonder what it was. You know, I really wish I... I talked to G. Gordon Liddy about this shit. Yeah. I had G. Gordon Liddy on I mean, there is an Area 51 out there. You go near oh, yeah. it, and they'll come, they'll they'll kill come you. fuck with you. They'll kill you. Yeah, they they shoot on sight. But I ain't yeah. you know, I ain't romanticizing. You know? I just I just know look at the stars. There's mm -hmm. a billion of them to think there ain't some other life forms out there. It's just, you know, a little bit arrogant. Yeah, for sure. I just don't know if they come here. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> it might be really hard to do. It might be too hard and, even for and like there's even you know, if you want to get real stoner like and you know, we can be like, Well, maybe if they were that advanced, they wouldn't even need these ships and all this crap, they'd travel inter interdimensionally. Well, you know the real theory that, that trips me out, man, is that we came from Mars. The real theory is that the reason why human life is different from all the other primate life on this planet is that what had happened was there had been the development of lower hominids on this on this uh, planet that were like reaching close towards being like a human being but hadn't quite gotten there. Right. But we were existing on a completely different planet, Mars. And Mars used to have water. Mars used to have an atmosphere. I know atmosphere. about the faces yeah. and the pyramids. I don't believe in all that. I think that most of it yeah. looks like bullshit. Yeah, most of it looks like tricks and shadows. If you really pay attention to the high-resolution photos and the experts that have been there, people want to see some shit. 
But most likely, it's just tricks and shadows. There's a few objects up there, like the pyramid-looking things that make you go, huh. Hmm. But there's some natural things that look like there's things called yardangs, you know, that look like they're they're you know, it's like look like a face carved in a rock, but it really is just the natural stone structure. Did you read the book about all that? Uh, yeah, Graham Hancock's book. Well, I read his book about it. Oh. I'm not I was convinced. Women are from Venus, men are from Mars, or whatever. That's not the book, you silly <laughs> bitch. Um, it's uh, there's a lot of dudes who believe that there was at one point in time a civilization on Mars that made its way to Earth many, 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 many thousands of years ago. And, and then when it like started humping the finer like primate chicks, I think we're them. I think the idea is that we're them. You know, the, the, the I think it's the Dogons in uh, Africa, a whole tribe, and that's their their entire mythology. Their entire entire mythology is based on the fact that we are a tribe from Mars. And that we came here. It's fucking the fascinating Dogons. shit. I'm gonna have to Google yeah. that one. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to Google that one. It's fascinating it shit, man. Because we don't think it's possible, but yet, look, man, we put a fucking rover on Mars, man. We flew a fucking rover, and we're taking pictures from Mars all day. Yeah. I mean, they have all kinds of cool shit going on, high resolution, close up photos, and we know that we can put a man in space, and we know we can fucking send an object to to Mars, and if we can get someone in space to stay alive, and and you know, not cook them with gamma ray bursts from giant stars exploding out there in the galaxy, which is very possible, you know, but if, if we can get them all the way to Mars, like six months and they stay alive, and they got enough food, dude, they can do what's called terraforming where they can build machines that are big enough to actually create an artificial atmosphere on Mars. Right. That's like, that's possible even within our lifetime. If they really started dedicating themselves towards it, that's some crazy shit, man. Maybe spending some of these billions there. Yeah, fuck all this war shit. Could you right. imagine if they really did establish a base on the moon and a base on Mars? Could you fucking imagine how crazy that would feel just to know as that kids, we are we were all told planets? by now that would have happened. Like as kids, we were told 2012. Oh my God, it's going to be Jetsons land out there. Well, that's the big argument against the moon landing. You know, there's there's not a whole lot of arguments against the moon landing that make sense. And this is coming from someone who's argued it. I've said to people, I don't believe we landed on the moon. That's ridiculous. I, what the fuck do I know? I have no idea. It's preposterous. But I do know that there hasn't been anything from 1969. It's yeah, like cheaper, That's, easier, I, faster. I'm not far behind you on that. But, but the moon landings. It's a fascinating subject. You know, I, I, I think most likely what happened is they did put people on the moon, but they faked a lot of the footage. There's some of that footage, some photographs that look fake as fuck. There's even a guy named Jay Wiedner who made a documentary about it. There's something called a, a front screen projection method of uh, filming things before they had a green screen. And um, Kubrick used it in 2001. Okay. And his idea is that that's the same techniques they use to fake some of these uh, videos. And he doesn't believe that, that the moon landing was a hoax. But what he believes is that some of the video is, is actually faked. Yeah, yeah, preposterous, yes. <laughs> and uh, it's really, it's a, it's a fascinating subject, especially when you consider the fact that we know that they definitely faked some propaganda photos from earlier. NASA had these pictures of Michael Collins, and he was uh, attached like by wires to this thing, like doing training exercises. And all they did was take that, and they cropped him and put it in the, like a black background, and they said he was on a moonwalk. It's the exact photo. So right. we know that that was a standard practice. We know that there was at least some shenanigans going on. For sure. Where someone decided to take a photo and black it out. So his idea was that it's much more likely that they went, but 
you know, first of all, you're, you're fucking, if they did go, you, there's a lot of radiation and shit you're dealing with. You're, you're telling me your, your film's going to be hunky-dory out there at 250 degrees on the moon with all the fucking radiation. You can't even put your, your film through the, the airport metal detector. It gets fucked up, yep. especially back in 1969. And these were like regular special Hasselblad cameras that were, you know, designed for the moon landing, but they were no different than the cameras here on Earth. They weren't like super insulated or something like that. The whole thing is fascinating to me, man. I could I could trip on it for hours. I wish I knew a dude who was really, really smart who didn't believe it, you know, but I don't. Everybody that I know that doesn't believe it is only marginally smart, and the really smart dudes that I know believe we went to the moon. So it's a fucking, <laughs> it's a real tough argument. Right. You know? You, mean, think, you think we went or no? I don't know. See, yeah. it's one of them things. Yeah. I, I like, was convinced there's we days, didn't go There's days when I'm like, my biggest thing is like you. It's like, why haven't we been back? Yeah. Why haven't we been back once in 60 years or what is it, what, 70s, almost 50 years? Yeah. Apparently, there's, they were making fun of me about this on uh, some podcast called The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. I, I haven't heard it. I heard, I heard it's funny, though. And I would make fun of me, too, especially if I was a scientist and I, I actually knew things. You know, but there, there's there's certain things that I find absolutely fascinating about conspiracy theory, and the moon landing is my favorite one. That's my number one one. JFK that's, is mine. That's a good one too. That's a good one. And AIDS is not real. That's my other one. Favorite. That's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never heard that oh, one. Oh, that's a fascinating one. Yeah. That's a that's one uh, by a, there's a guy named Peter Duesberg who's a, a biologist. Oh, is this the dude who pricked University himself? Of California, like supposedly Berkeley? pricked himself with the with. Oh, I don't know about that. I remember. Back, I thought I remember back in the day, like some doctor actually like said he had something that was supposedly AIDS virus and pricked himself with it. Yeah, no, I don't know if that's the same guy. This was know. a while back, though. I'm gonna read you a, cl- a quote from Bill Clinton, and we can get off this moon thing. And this is one of my my favorite all time quotes that anybody's ever said in regards to a conspiracy theory. This is uh, Bill Clinton uh, in his book. He wrote, just a month before, Apollo 11 astronauts Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong had left their colleague Michael Collins aboard Spaceship Columbia and had walked on the moon, beating by five months President Kennedy's goal of putting a man on the moon before the decade was out. The old carpenter asked me if I believed it happened. I said, sure, I saw it on television, and he disagreed. He said that he didn't believe it for a minute and that them television fellers could make things look real that weren't. He goes, back then, I thought the guy was a crank. During my eight years in Washington, I saw some things on TV that made me wonder if he wasn't ahead of his time. The fucking president said that. (laughs) The fucking president said that. And all it did was leave a real vague, open-ended thing there. (laughs) You shouldn't say that, Mr. Clinton. That is not fair. That's him. He's having a laugh about that right now. He's He's a troll. He's taking a piss on everybody, man. He's a troll. Maybe he did that shit to sell records yeah. or to sell books, you know? Could you hear about that dude that said that uh, Jimi Hendrix's manager killed him? Yeah. Have you heard about that? Yeah, you know that, that story? That, uh-uh. that, that's, I think that's also another buy my book. You think so? Yeah. I thought so, too, until I looked into it. And uh, the way he died, he drowned in wine. They said he had nine sleeping pills in his, in his mouth, and, uh, you know, he had swallowed them, and, you know, when he, was, he coughed up a lot of it. Nine sleeping pills and literally drowned in wine. Like, that's what killed him. Like, it's almost like he was taking in wine while he was unconscious. It's really kind of fucked up. If the manager really did kill the guy, it's absolutely fascinating. What was that video of? Bill Clinton dancing. 
Oh no, it's not. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> um, this um, but this guy who was the singer from the Animals, not to do Eric Burden. No, is that his Eric name? Burden. The guy yeah. who wrote that um, it's that Eric book. Burden in the Animals. The original Animals is always the same I'm, guy. I'm pretty sure. That's not the guy's name. Maybe it is the well, guy's I guess name. Guess we just let, have let to believe it, Robin. That. Hold on, uh, no tour manager. That's what you're gonna Rody, Google me, Rody. No, Rody. you're gonna Google me. You're talking about Hendrix murdered. Oh, there you go. That's right. There is. How in New Orleans <laughs> <laughs> they call rising sun? I don't know that song. I just know that part. James Wright. That's the dude's name. Really? James Tappy Wright. Maybe he wasn't the singer. Maybe he was one of the dudes in the band. Okay. I might be wrong, but the video they showed of him it looked like he was the singer. Um, it's pretty fucking fascinating shit, man. But a lot of people are calling bullshit. A lot of people are calling bullshit, but then other people believe that it happened. And one of the reasons they also believe it happened is because his uh, manager was a, a notorious criminal. Um, apparently, Hendrix had a, a really scary manager, this dude named Michael Jeffrey. And he even had Hendrix kidnap once to show Hendrix how much power he had. He had these guys wow. kidnap him and hold him for three days. I was unfamiliar and with all this. He saved Hendrix. He came in and saved him. And he said, like, see, see, you know, without me, you're fucked. And Hendrix's girlfriend apparently hated him. Well, Hendrix's girlfriend was thrown off the roof of the Chelsea Hotel. She died. And Hendrix died this way. They were both dead. And there was a big life insurance policy, apparently, on Hendrix. And that's the, the knock that this guy's saying. Says, and this guy, James Wright, wrote a book about it. You know, it could be he's just trying to sell some books. Could be. But who the fuck knows? Is the manager dude still around? No, died. Dead? Died in a plane crash. Died in a plane crash a, uh, mm. a couple of years. And Makes you uh, wonder, though, if it would have came out eventually. Like, he might have told somebody or wrote it down in his well, journal book. Apparently, the manager was a scumbag and was always broke and always owed money and was borrowing money from the mob. And uh, that was uh, part of the problem was that the mob was involved in all this and he was scared to come out and talk about it. Who the fuck knows? If, if, if it's not true, fuck you in your ass with a broken bottle, you piece of shit. If you made that up, you fuckhead. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's true. But, you know, you'd have, to know, you'd have to be a really fucked up dude to make up a story hmm. like that. Or you could be in a bad situation. You just need some cash. That's the best way to sell a book. Or really have a dislike for the person you're telling the story about. Even though the dude's dead. Yeah. He's been dead since like 1970-something. I think... Man, I don't know. Wish I knew. Wish I knew the dude. I fancy myself a pretty big Jimi Hendrix fan, and I'm totally unfamiliar with any of this stuff. Me too. His girlfriend Me too. getting killed and him dying. You know, I mean, I was. You know, we heard the legend of him dying on his own, choking on his own vomit, and yeah, you know, yeah. I uh, this all started because uh, I have a thread on my message board where. Um, it's uh, called uh, Things They Got Wrong on the Podcast because, you know, we're, <laughs> we're always high and yeah. talking shit. We're, we're often incorrect, you know, so I like to look at it every now and then, you know, to find maybe some shit I didn't know. But sometimes people write things and they, they don't even bother Googling. They just say, yeah, you're wrong about this. 
And like, do you even re- research it at all? Like he said, we were talking about Hendrix, and I'm a huge Hendrix fan. And uh, we were talking about heroin once on the show, and why is it so many great musicians love heroin? And all these people are like, Hendrix didn't do heroin. He was arrested for heroin. Yeah. He was arrested for he heroin. He didn't shoot up heroin. He wasn't a junkie. But he's he, snorting it. Yeah. But, I mean, the crazy thing is, like, why would you even say that? All you had to do is just Google it. Just Google it first. Are you sure you know Jimmy so well? Right. You know, but that is... That's leftover. That's the, the internet. The internet's going to fix that eventually, but this is like some leftover legacy shit mm. where people can write. It should be like, you know, there's spell check. There should be you like check. reality <laughs> check. Like you write something on a message board and Wikipedia goes, go fuck yourself, stupid. That's not true. And it just shows you, it underlines, this is an incorrect statement. Mm. You know? It's, uh, the internet's going to cure it, just like those fuckheads in Kentucky, those stupid kids with their photos blasted across the internet today. The internet's going to cure you all. You can't. They used to do that it's shit over. all the time yeah. in Ohio, though. Like Ohio State, big Ohio State, Michigan games and shit like that. They would, you, yeah. you, they would have. You would walk down the street and cars would just be on fire. There would be like people would ha- be uh, lighting dumpsters on fire, and then they would bomb the whole entire neighborhood with uh, gas. Mm-hmm. And so even in your house, you're sitting there, fucking eyes watering and shit, and you just yeah. had to like wrap towels around your head. It was in certain awful. places. There's a lot of people with some pent up energy. And they need to blow that shit out. And these dumb fucks have been doing it for like this for so long. But now everybody with their cell phone cameras and shit, you can't just do that I, anymore. I'd say dude, it's over. It's over. Getting away with shit is just over. <laughs> I mean, over. like, I don't, I can't even see like, don't, don't get married if you plan on like being like a cheating Tiger Woods, person. Eventually, character. somebody's gonna put you on blast. Somebody's yeah. gonna take care of your business for you. Yeah. There's no. Be, there's no. Got, you got to be integrated today. You got to be integrated with the hive. You know? You know? When wifey can just Google it up or Twitter, who's talking to him, Twitter or Facebook and looking, whatever. There's no privacy no more. Especially when what you about, volu- I volunteer my information. I'm here and I'm doing this and here's pictures from here. And, you right. Know? What, do you, what do you think about people that are having to give up their Facebook information to get jobs? Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah, people, I've they, heard about they it. They gotta That's give up that. their Facebook passwords. I, before it even started becoming a story, I used to tell like my my nephews and nieces, like I'd see some of the ignorant shit they'd post, and I'd be like, "Yo, this shit never goes away." Yeah, I was like, "There's gonna be a time in the day when a motherfucker's gonna look to hire you, and all he's gonna have to do is Google this, and bang, yeah. all that's gonna be right in a in a pre-organized section for yeah. him." I tried to get rid of my MySpace. I try to go. It's hard. They're holding on for dear life. You can't even delete them. I'm serious, man. They were supposed to send me email instructions. I gave them my email address. Send me email instructions. How to delete? (laughs) They're like, like, oh, it must. Oh, it got lost in the email. You know what they're like? They're like a girlfriend from high school that's like holding out. She really believes that this whole wife and kids thing. That shit ain't gonna work out. She's she's just gonna hang in there. Facebook things. It's not gonna last. Facebook is nothing. Come on, MySpace was huge two years ago. Before that, nothing. Come on, MySpace coming back. They really want to believe. I logged in the other day. Did you? I did too. Yeah. I, I had a. Somebody I haven't didn't even believe. looked at it in God knows how long. I had that spat about uh, the country music thing. I think yeah. my, my managers still deal with it though, like because there's parts of the world where I believe it's still viable. I don't think so. Yeah. Like like I Russia, think so. I think still messes with MySpace. <laughs> it's a just to bit. give people viruses. <laughs> it's just a good distribution method for computer viruses. I went there the other day to prove that my dog's name was Johnny Cash. So I had to find. I knew there was a photo of him somewhere, something about Johnny Cash. So I had to find it, and the only place was on my MySpace. 
Yeah, I forgot I had a fake band on MySpace, and I found like <laughs> like seven songs I wrote. One was called Jiu-Jitsu, and it was all about Jiu-Jitsu What's and all this other band? It was called Java Lamps. It's still on oh, there. Oh, that's right. Remember MySpace? Yeah. Remember when we were going to do a MySpace for 10-foot screws? Yeah. Dude, we, what, we one time, we were in Denver, and it was me and my boy Eddie Bravo and my buddy Tate and Duncan and, and Brian, and we walked by a wig shop. We just baked fucking around wandering through denver great denver's a great town and we see this wig shop so we said let's just go in and see what's up <laughs> for whatever reason we decided to buy these big crazy wigs so all of them wore these wigs and we pretended to be a band and the band was called 10 foot screws and this is like after my comedy show we were eddie bravo went on stage we, we introduced him as the lead singer from 10 foot screws and he had the audience you know let me hear some noise over here well like he would go like back and forth with them and he gave out these flyers saying that they were free tickets to the after party and made up an address like 16th Street and El Pollo Loco. Just made up. It was like you had to think something was going on <laughs> while it was happening. Because like, everybody was like, there, there's, this is a, <laughs> that's them. And they wore them for the whole weekend, man. It was just, it was a really ridiculous weekend. But there's a fu very funny video about it. Is that video out there? How do you find that, Brian? Uh, it's Joshua 7, 10 foot screws. Just Google 10 foot screws. I mean, they were, it was re some really funny shit. They had people auditioning to be in the band. Remember that dude? They got him to get on his knees. <laughs> it was, it was, I'm not doing it justice. You have to see it. You have to see the video. I'm going to check it out. Probably wouldn't be so funny to you. For you, it's like, you know, if you, a bunch of your friends went out and pretended to be stand-up comedians and, and dressed like a stand-up uh, comedian. We've, yeah, yo, we've done similar shit, man. I get it, man. Life on the road, man. Yeah, it gets weird, right? Do you go, like, for long periods or you do just weekends and come back? Uh, I, no, I, just, I still go out for a month or two, you yeah. know, like, you know, at a time, you know, if, if I got to. You know, if I can do the weekend thing, I, it's it's why the acoustic thing has is, is been becoming kind of convenient. People are digging on it and it's easy to do. It's easy, when it, you know, you when gotta, you I can travel quicker and move faster. Yeah, when you say a month at a time, is there, is there like, a, is it logistically more effective to do a month at a time like once you have the stuff out there your equipment you just keep moving it is yeah. that the idea you, know, you just kind of move from one town to the next and, but is it because it's too difficult to fly I all the way I think your stuff Chicago? revolves more around weekends you know what I mean like music I'll play Wednesday night you know what I mean I'll play Tuesday night right in a town if you know it's it's yeah, most comedy does revolve around weekends, but there's a lot of dudes who do like off night gigs. Oh, I do I a lot of off night gigs for the UFC because sometimes we'll do like a fight night in somewhere, Omaha, Nebraska, or some shit on a Wednesday night. So I'll you know I'll have a, a comedy show on a Tuesday night. Yeah. But um, yeah, music is more of an everyday thing. You think? I guess I just you know it just seems like you know it's that's the traveling band man. You got to keep it moving. I mean, to keep loading yeah. and flying like a whole ton of gear just Back gets old, man. Yeah. It just gets old. You put it in a trailer. You gonna? I mean, you got to still got to unload and unpack and. But pack so you and, just drag it around. You yeah. fly it out there once, and then you drag it around in or a you, bus. We, and, I, and you bring a lot it back. of times, I just roll the bus up here to L.A. and take off from here. You know. And so now, when you do acoustic, all you have to do is fly, right? Yeah, I can fly more. More, I can definitely get around easier. Do, are you allowed to bring a guitar on the plane? Ah, oh, man. If not, these cases are. Built for underneath. Really? Yeah. They they can take a beating. They take a beating. Did you see that? Uh, ever see that video? United Airlines breaks guitars. Uh uh. I have to check that one out. You ever seen it? Uh uh. Brian, pull that shit up on YouTube. It's kind of funny. Oh, you're gonna freak me out. It's now, a huh? band 
that make, made a song about it because they, they were fucking throwing his shit around. I think I remember he hearing something about this. Yeah, it's actually not a bad song. It's it's not my kind of music, but when you uh, when you think of the context of how this guy had to create it and then create a music video. Blue United Airlines on my way to Nebraska. The plane departed Halifax, connecting in Chicago's old air. While on the ground, a passenger said from the seat behind me, My God, they're throwing guitars out there. The band and I exchanged a look, best described as terror, at the action on the tarmac, and knowing whose projectiles these would be. So before I left Chicago, I alerted three employees who showed complete indifference towards me. Suck it, United. I think they did. I think if I remember correctly, they ended up paying, buying him new guitars and all this shit. Uh, yeah, I think he d- wouldn't take it, though. I think he wouldn't take the money. I think they offered it to him, but he said no. He was upset that it took so much and so long for them to pay that they should have just paid him like a normal person should get paid. Well, you think a stipulation might have been take the video down, too? Yeah, I yeah, bet right. it would. Uh-huh. I, be, I bet that's exactly what it was. Uh-huh. Of course. I wouldn't have gone for that one either. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, fuck yeah. you, man. <laughs> <laughs> one guitar bitch, you know which publicity 11 million YouTube hits gets? Right. Holy and shit. I get, I get, I'm right getting now. gigs yeah. off of that. Exactly. <laughs> well, he is. I had never heard of the guy. And it's a good, I mean, it's it, like I said, it's not necessarily my kind of music, but it's a good version of a, that kind of music. Right. It's, he's a good artist. And then I, I checked out his stuff online. He's like sort of like a folksy. DaveCarrollSpecial.com. Yeah, he's like a, a folksy funny. type of a character. That's funny. Have yeah. you ever you never had your shit get broken? No. I've, I've had close. I used to run with different cases and this actual guitar the case like had a hole punched through it and like luckily it didn't do any damage to the guitar oh damn that must have freaked you the fuck out yeah i was I, that's what initiated me how by, old is that guitar by, uh, i've had this probably about 10 12 years mother of pearl inlays in there yeah this is uh john paul larave he's like canadian company they make handmade guitars and i just love this guitar so when is it, how many different play this I play Gibson like doves and hummingbirds too is it special woods like how many different woods are, are used in a guitar <sighs> I don't know dude it's like you know several but I wouldn't even know they're like cars I don't know how the hell they work I just play them I really just drive them I just play them I'm, I'm, one of the things that fascinates fascinates me the most about acoustic guitars is that it's organic. Like if you're looking at that thing, that's just some lacquer or some clear finish yep. over some beautiful natural wood. You know, yep. I love that. I love that that was created by a craftsman. 
You know, that's mm-hmm. not something you could really do with just a, you know, a machine and a hole punch and spit it out. No. You know, that's a, that's a real piece of craftsmanship, you mm-hmm. know. I know just right up here, if you're going to get something on the camera. Oh. A little angel right there. Wow. Love that. Oh, Mother of Pearl, right? Is yeah. that abalone or Mother of Pearl? Mother of Pearl. Wow, that's fucking dope. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not just a musical instrument. I mean, it's that's a, nice a work of art. That's a piece of artwork. I've written a lot of my songs on it. I bet you have. Let's hear another one. What do you got? Um. Yeah. Well, before I do this next one, I just want to say one of the reasons I asked you to come on this week was, um, uh, I've made it pretty public now that my daughter was born with a a, a disorder called uh, cystic fibrosis, and um, I'm starting to get kind of heavy on the wanting to get involved in the fundraising tip, but and I'm actually getting involved with a, uh, an organization called the CFF. Uh, foundation or the CF Foundation, CFF.org. If you need any facts about what CF is, but it's like basically um, a pulmonary and respiratory disorder, where basically the cells kind of process salt wrong. And I'm no genius with this. My wife could explain it to you perfectly. But basically, it uh, you develop a much thicker mucus in your lungs than normal, and they have to like my daughter takes treatments to shake them loose and whatnot. And essentially, you know, that develops over time and kind of constricts the breathing and leads to, you know, um, an early demise for a lot of kids and, and whatnot. And uh, but they're doing a lot of really good breakthrough work right now, like seriously, like could within the next decade get a wrap around this thing. It's all privately funded. I'm going to be doing concerts and some other things in the future. But right now we have a team. I tweeted you about it and you retweeted it in the link. Um, I'm sure. You can find a link and just throw it up on the thing one more time. We're doing a little walk, you know what I mean? Just trying to get a little kind of thing started. And, uh, you know, uh, this next song is kind of about <clears throat> learning, my wife and myself, learning about this and how we dealt with it. And um, it's called 65 Roses. And it's called 65 Roses because when children try to say cystic fibrosis, it often comes out sounding like 65 roses so a lot of the organizations are are kind of revolve around that theme but this song is just it seemed fitting title you know been a bit of a while since I've seen you smile It's been too long, baby, what went wrong? Tell me how it got spoiled, tell me when it went bad And how to get back to the times that we had When we were both young and our spirits were bold Now we're just angry and we act like we're old We can't even talk it out without one of us walking away when you were 18, I just turned 29 I was fresh out the coffin, girl, and you were so fine The future was bright and the world did seem new I was with some other woman, but I was thinking of you I knew how it hurts, I knew how it feels I knew how it aches, cause the heart never heals And we're so busy screaming, we don't hear the words that we say We've taken our lumps, 
We took a few blows We hit a few bumps Had our fair share of woes We tried to see good Through all of the bad Put on our smiles and pretend We're not sad We gotta be tough We gotta be strong We gotta be right Can't afford to be wrong And it's hard to shake the blues When you're reading bad news every day Worry too much for one couple to bear And hunger so much for one person to care We're fooling our families, we're fooling our friends We breathe the pain and the frustration ends Hope is a chance, hope is a dream Hope is a drug, maybe hope's a vaccine In a race against time, I get down on my knees and I pray Shout at the devil And I curse the Lord I promise them everything I can afford I'd sell off my soul I'd lie and deceive I've tried to be righteous I've tried to believe Pray every prayer And kick all of my highs For hours I stare at those beautiful eyes All of my problems Seem to be melting away Smile on her face, says, Daddy, everything is okay. In the race against time, I get down on my knees and I pray. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Wow. Brian, I think. Yeah. Thank you. That's beautiful, man. How did, how did you change from being... Uh, essentially like a rap guy you know when you came out with house of pain you were like a rapper and then you became like this blues dude along the way you know i think you fucked a lot of people's heads up with that whitey ford shit you know like a lot of people didn't see that coming when you came out with what it's like a lot of people were like whoa um a lot of it had to do with uh you know a good friend just encouraging me once he heard me doing it like i used to always play guitar and stuff on just kind of on the low and write little ditties and I was recording I had left House of Pain and, and was recording with, with a homeboy of mine and he was helping produce the record this guy Dante Ross and he heard me strumming out what actually became what it's like just in his living room I was playing a guitar and he was like what is that and I and I, he was like we're gonna record it and I trusted him enough to believe hey okay let's go for it and, wow and then, did you feel like you were pigeonholed as a rapper the people wouldn't accept it, or were you? Were you thinking? Well, my, I remember the label. The label did. They hated it. They they were they didn't they didn't but they thought I was really fucking up. And really? Yeah. They thought you know. <laughs> they thought I was really doing the wrong thing. But you know, thank I mean, God they thought that. Thank God they. Th- I love when people are wrong like that. I love it. So it's it's, 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 it's you know, poetic. And then I've just fallen in love with writing songs. You know, I mean, I think. All the time I've spent as an MC and writing lyrics as a as a rapper has helped me learn how to craft words in a way that, you know, the songwriting is that much better for it. That's you true know? because a lot of rappers, you know, that's one thing that rappers don't get enough credit for is the complexity of their verses and compared to a lot of shit that you hear from just singers and songwriters. Yeah, like they that entire song I just did. A rapper might use that many words in a one verse. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You can't not rely. always well, but what I'm saying is right. you have to learn to, to use the words and use a lot of them. And 
Some not always well, but like look at Nas. Yeah, but, you know, like and when you can be even yeah. more uh, selective about how many words, it becomes easier in a sort, in a sense. Yeah. Like, oh, I can choose less words and say more because I'm singing and I'm playing this tune with it. You know. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting place to come from if you really think about it that way, because yeah, there's so many more words in a rap song. Like I said, like I said especially not in a, like a Soldier Boy song. Do you consider that rap? What is Soldier Boy? It's not like dance. you know the things I'm familiar with by him are are, are just kind of like um, chants, you right? Know, more yeah. than anything. Um, yeah, it's but, funny how shit goes. You know, like that gets stuck in the rap genre. Though, but I mean, know? Little John made a career doing that. Yeah, he wasn't a rap rapper. Right. He'd like come up with good catch little phrases and have like eight of them on a song. You know, yeah. what I mean? and that would be it. People scream out when they're drunk at a club. Motherfuckers in here getting hype. Motherfuckers yeah. in here getting hype. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a whole song like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Hate if you want on Soldier Boy, but there's cats that have been doing it before him, you know? Right. So what did the label Get say? money. Anybody gets money, yeah. good for you. <laughs> Get money. Get money. What did, uh, what did the label say? They couldn't say much. I was luckily a, kind of a big fish on a small label. You know. What Did I mean? anybody so, pull you aside and go, "You're fucking up, kid"? No, yeah, they didn't. They didn't pull me aside. They told me blatantly what they thought. Like, and, what, what and were the my, words? What they chose? Just, we don't think we think you need to choose whether you're a rapper or a singer. You know, or it's two different projects. They didn't think it was one project. That's hilarious. Because I was doing this like, I, like what had happened was I went to New York and was doing. I, I quit House of Pain basically and thought I was over. I was just like, music's over now. What I mean, I mean, really? Come on, what am I gonna do now? I just was kind of down, and my buddy called me and said, "Screw everything, to hell with labels and whatnot. Come to New York and make some music." And I went out there strictly to make a hip hop record. So I made all these hip hop songs. Every all the hip hop songs on that Whitey Force record were done first. They were done, and then the other stuff started happening, and we were just like. Just between me and Dante, we kind of were like, this could work if we piece it together right. It makes kind of sense, you know, and just made sense to us. Yeah, I remember I heard what it's like, and I went, whoa, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You uh, took a crazy chance. God, it was the best shit you did. Even though I'm a huge House of Pain fan, I love that, but I like your singing better, man. I mean, Jump Around's an all-time classic, period. That's Always will be. The Louis Louie of the 90s. When Marcus Davis used to fight in the UFC, was one of the things I loved. He would come out to jump around with a fucking kilt on. Yeah. Some other dudes need to come out to that, man. That's a that's a hype-up fight music. We need some more Irish fighters. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the the one that you teamed up with Santana. Uh, what it, or what's it called? Put, put Your Lights On. Yeah. That was one of my oh, favorite yeah. jams back in the day. And that's what really made me go, fuck yeah, he, you're, you're legit. That was yeah. that was a good hookup. How did you? I mean, did you? How did you meet? How did that ever come across? That was kind of crazy because uh, basically what happened is I recorded that whole Whitey Four record. Then this heart thing happened, and I wound up getting surgery, like emergency surgery, and woke up from it, and um, found out that I, you know, I had canceled my medical insurance because I my accountant at the time had ripped me off for like a couple hundred grand in taxes and. So, like, I woke up from heart surgery, like, with my house, like, basically on the blocks and the government calling me for money. And I was in my house. It was in Laurel Canyon in uh, Mount Olympus. And uh, it was on the hill. You could see the whole city. And the house was empty except for me in a chair. And I was moving into a little apartment. Like, it was, it was, it was get humble time. But I was spending the last night in this house, like, looking out as the sun was going down. 
and I had a guitar and I started writing a song and all you, that's what that's saying is that hey now all you sinners the lights were going the sun was going down on the city and all the lights of the city wow. were coming on wow. that's awesome. and it was like hey now all you sinners put your lights on the craziest thing is I just told this story at one of these acoustic things it's something that kind of I realized recently that I never really talk about much but like when I was in the hospital after this surgery like I, I, I think hospitals kill more people than anything um, from my experience, as much as the surgeon saved my life and his technique and all that, the hospital damn near killed me. What do you mean? They, they, you don't rest in a hospital. They tell you get rest and all this, but every every other minute somebody's coming in and sticking a needle in you, and it's never with it's. It, it, and even in a great hospital, you know, I was in a great hospital. I was probably one of the best hospitals in the world. It's still like, it's not nurses that do these things anymore. There's like sub. Sub uh, sub nurses like help assistants. That's all they do is come and take yeah. blood from everybody. Yeah. He goes around with his tray, everything. And, but every minute you're always getting poked and prodded, and they're doing something to you and not telling you what it is. And like I didn't even get explained about the thing ticking in my chest until like two days after I woke up. Like Whoa. I just I was going nuts from hearing the sound. I thought I think I told this story yeah. last time about a telltale heart. I was like I went nuts. So, but basically, there. So you hear that all day. All day. Yeah, it's like white noise to me now, but yeah, I could take my pulse just... Put that shit up to the mic again. People who haven't heard this need to hear this. Hold up here. That's so crazy. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's some real well, shit right there. So, one of the nights, like, I was only... I only stayed there, like, six days. I was supposed to be there, like, a couple weeks. But like they let me go home because I was gonna, I was losing it. I was gonna die because nobody I, would let you sleep. They would, they just wouldn't let me rest, and I was losing. It. I thought I just, I was convinced I was gonna die in the hospital, basically. Wow. But the night before they let me go, I was losing it. I mean, like that kind of tears where they're just coming out of your eyes, and a woman came in, this nurse, and like was the first person actually just touched me with some just humanity and care, and be like, oh, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. And so I was, and it soothed me enough that I fell asleep, woke up the next day, I was able to get out of the hospital, I got home. Wow. A couple of weeks later, when I was feeling up to it, I was, I was like, I want to go back and thank this nurse. You know what I mean? Let's, you know, I, I made my, my people take me to the hospital because I was still like walking around frail. Can I guess I, something? Can I guess something? This person. She didn't exist. Didn't exist. <gasps> didn't wow. exist. How'd so, you know that, Joe? You are the guy, the angel. I knew by the way you said it. Yeah. The way you said it was setting yeah. up a ghost story. Yeah. No, <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it's about the song. There's an angel. Yeah. There's a monster sitting under my bed. That was yeah. the noise of me. Of me. Um. What is this? This is what he's talking that was the noise of, 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 the, of the heart of death. And then the, the angel with her hand on my head was the, the woman. This is a great fucking song. Turn that shit up. Hair was black. <laughs> yeah, it was. Isn't that crazy when you it's, see yourself? It's white now. <laughs> Weird seeing yourself age, isn't it? 
Dude, that is, is a, crazy. That's man. a beautiful song. Look, I'm gonna song. get folks. Look, yeah, that yeah. shit is white now. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> it's nuts seeing that song. Yeah, I constantly have to dye my hair, uh, and my that's what my kitchen just looks like. Fucking like where you splatter a little bit on your toilet or on your <laughs> on your wall, and so now it just looks like there's blood everywhere in my, mm, my I bathroom. Just, I just I just gotta own it, man. I can't <laughs> I can't just ferment it, man. That's because I mean, what am I gonna do with the beard, man? It's you know, right. Yeah, a lot of wifey dudes likes do the it beard anyways, too. man. Wifey likes it. A lot of guys get in there with a brush and do the whole beard. Ah, I'm gonna own it. Own I'm your own age. It. I earned every one of these, man. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, that and I ain't old. I'm 42. This is like, remember, I've had heart surgeries. I've lived eight lives so far, man. I'm I'm good. Hearing that song, knowing that story, it makes it so much different. It's amazing. It's amazing how much it fires you up, dude. You were that. That's that is the root of all fucking brilliance and creativity. Is a man with his back pushed against the wall, who just fires back. That's the best it was, shit. That's it was, the. That's, it was rough times, think about man. how good that goddamn song is. It's one of your best songs ever. I mean, you got a lot of great fucking songs, but that's one of that's a that's an all timer, bro. That's an all timer. And when you think about where it came from, you know. Do you ever work with Santana anymore? I I haven't heard from him, you know, in quite a while. Boy, how mm-hmm. dumb does your old label feel? Stupid <laughs> yeah, right. motherfucker. Well, they're not in business anymore. <laughs> I know, no. but when that song, whoever the asshole was that actually said to you it was a bad idea, when that song came out, boy, did that dude feel stupid. Yeah, that record sold a lot of records, man. Is, is that guy still in the music business, that fucking dummy that gave you shitty no, advice? No, really. <laughs> not really. It's always amazing when someone who's he's not. On a, some, he's on some like real Depot Chopra type shit now. Oh. Yeah, he's like turned into one of the, he made, yes. I mean, I made him good $40 million, man. So. Whoa. You know. It's a lot of money. You sell, you know, sell a guy <clears throat> 4 million records. and That's not counting that's the House crazy. of Pain records. That's another probably three or four million records. That's a lot of records, son. Yeah, it's pretty He's good. Some, okay. There's people who sold a lot more, but I ain't mad. I ain't sneezing at it. Yeah, you, you <laughs> don't want to be number one, man. <laughs> you just want to be able to buy those Audis and just yeah. chill I'm around. cool. I like my life. Like I, I always tell people, I like that the music's more famous than my face, man. I really do. Fuck yeah. That's what I say about Steve. What's his name? Because I'm going to the Olive Bar, like right at the Ralph's down the street after this, and get me some olives and some crackers, and like nobody will bother me. Yeah, yeah you can sneak. Steve yeah. Miller. Nobody knows what Steve Miller looks like. Yeah. Not yeah. a person alive that knows what Steve Miller looks like. That guy could be anywhere. Yeah. Mick Jagger can't go anywhere. You know? Not that Steve Miller would ever reach the status of the Rolling Stones, but pretty goddamn successful. Yeah. You know? He, I ain't mad. <laughs> I ain't mad. Do you really hang out at the Olive Bar in Burbank? <laughs> I don't hang out. Yeah. Not, not the must... Olive Garden, the Olive Bar at Ralph's, like that where you have all the exotic olives. Oh, okay. I get all, I like you, you heard Olive Garden. You just heard olives. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I said Olive yeah. Bar. No, no, yeah. no, no. There's an Olive. Uh, there's an Olive Bar also. Like, a, like, like just a, a place like a that's an Olive yeah. Bar. Yeah. Oh, it's called the, the it's Olive, Olive, Olive and Time, actually. But I always call it the Olive Bar. Oh, oh, it's oh. a it's a restaurant bar that's in uh, Toluca Lake, but it's oh, called yeah. the Olive Bar. It's all into olives and stuff. Like it's that? got everything. It's like a little Whole Foods mixed with uh, a bar. I might have to go check that a out. Whole Foods and a bar together. But it's a restaurant. Like that kind of food. You know that. Like, it's a good place to pick up vegan chicks. Oh, that's right. where all the actresses hang yeah. out What's and just up? fucking sit oh, there yeah? and eat healthy. And I'm into Dabuli. What's I'm, up? I'm, just, I'm into olives, man. I like really? olives, dude. Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. I fucking hate <laughs> olives. It tastes good, dude. Olive gar- olives are disgusting. And really? And it's funny that the, I love the olive garden, but I hate olives. 
why do you hate olives? Yeah. They're gross. Olive yeah. oil's fantastic for did you, you. Did you always like olives? Did you guys always? I think that's yeah. one of those things that come later in your life where you start always. liking olives or something. No. No, my dad liked them when I was young. I think I just, you know. I like a lot of weird shit, yeah. though. I like sardines. Sardines. Gross. Love sardines. Uh, I don't like sardines. I like anchovies. Nah. No? I like them, like, you know, crushed into, th- like, flavors. I couldn't eat just an anchovy, though. Like, I'm not opposed to some of those things used as ingredients and in other things. I'll eat a half a pound of anchovies in a sitting. Wow. wow. Will you put it on, like, a big just hunk of bread and make a sandwich out of sure. it? Sure. Fuck he had, yeah. He had doctor's orders to stop. Faces and eyes and all? I couldn't all? eat. Uh, they told me to stop eating sardines because I had uh, arsenic poison. Wow. Because I was eating so many sardines. Sardines are just You know, dirt, that's in apple dishes. juice, too? Yeah. Like arsenic? apple juice and grape juice. Yeah, I was like, I was talking to my wife. Why don't we ever give her apple juice? And it's like, because there's arsenic in it. And she Whoa. Googled it up and showed me grape juice and apple juice. Wow. You it's know. Uh, the the metals, the heavy metals, is uh, it's pollution. That's how the uh, that's how the sardines absorb it. That's where the flavor comes from, now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pollution. Yeah, if you think about what lobsters are, man, lobsters are the dirtiest bottom feeders of all time. I mean, they taste good. They're delicious. Shrimp, too. Yeah, exactly. Shrimp, too. Did you know they used to be, like, in New York, lobsters were, like, poor people food? It's like they were so common. They used to, like, get them out of the Hudson River, like, way back in the day, and they would serve them at bars. That's, like, they would, the big thing that people would serve. Like peanuts? Well, it would be like normal bar food. Like instead of a burger, you'd get right. a lobster. It was like poor people food. Easy to cook. They throw it in boiling water. People mm-hmm. crack it open and eat it. Well, fuck. Look at wood floors. That used to be for poor people. You had carpet if you had money. You know? It's true, and now yeah. I'm ripping out carpet and, and seeing this wood floor that, that that just has glue and fucking hammers yeah. and staples in it. They don't give a shit. back then they were like, disgusting. Fuck. What's that? Carpet is it's nasty. nasty. It's like never changing your fucking clothes. I mean, that's one of the things about, like, you know, living with this cystic fibrosis thing is we have to be very, she can't get a cold. Like, I have a two and a half year old daughter who's never had a sniffle. Like, wow. Think about that. You have kids. Do you, you know um, I mean? monitor their diet? Like, oh, well, as you have to. I mean, actually, no, no, no. With, that, with cystic fibrosis, it's like it's a constant struggle to keep weight. On them, so you're oh. fattening. You're putting. You're loading up fats and really? and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. New. Our daughter is like actually. That's her only thing she's struggling with is a little bit of weight. We're trying to get, you know. But she's like that stage where she's just so two and a half rambunctious, so and, and, yeah. and her appetite just isn't huge. It's like we have, you know, it's a constant battle to try and get so get the you, weight on her. You have specific high caloric foods that you you serve her. Uh, we just load a lot of things up with extra butters and olive oils and and you know and my wife is constantly we have two different things like what we eat and we, what she eats you know what wow. I mean like she gets the full fat of everything with the highest calories and we try and eat more of a you know lower fat kind of you, you know you serve her like Kobe beef and stuff along those lines well That's she's really starting to fatty. Sh- and well right and for a while she would only eat like two things man macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets and now she's starting to develop actually tastes for other things like it's it's like a brilliant day when we can get her to eat a burrito and she like ah, likes it and like you know get these new things because she's starting to get more interested in food hopefully and what are the treatments what are they uh what do they do for right her? now she, our, she's doing very well she has no mucus in her lungs her lungs are functioning at 99.9 plus you know percentage which is awesome but she's still we put her on uh in a vest that's hooks to a compressor that basically just kind of violently shakes her you know and basically what the, the premise of that is when the music mucus does form in these you know people's lungs it shakes it loose so they can 
expectorated a lot easier. Oh, wow. And, um, so but besides that, she did a little albuterol, like, you know, kind of like, you know, same as kind of asthma right now. Just For us, it's all preventative at the moment. Right. You know, our biggest struggle, like I said, is is just keeping weight on her. Wow. Just getting her to gain and gain because she's, you know, she's very tall for her age, but she's very thin and she needs to be heavier because it, it'll help the lung development develop that much healthier, you know. Brian, your friend MC Chris also was involved yeah. in uh, helping. Yeah, I've been I've been getting a lot of messages about me and this dude should link up you, somehow. Yeah, he's Brian, great. He's a great guy. Yeah. And Brian just did a podcast with him. And uh, tell me, what did he say, Brian, about uh, cystic fibrosis? I know that he's... Uh, well, he's cons- He's been. He's he's amazing. He's. Uh, I think. It's, I believe it's his niece. Uh, is uh, has it. And so for the longest time, he's been doing these. Uh, you know, shows, and he's been doing eBay auctions and stuff. And if you go to his website, also he has ways that you can help. Uh, uh, help the cause. And I asked him the other day how much he's raising. He's. I mean, he's just you know a white r- rapper, nerd rapper, and he's almost. I think he said almost a hundred thousand dollars. He said ninety eight thousand. I listened to that a, a part of your podcast. And it was what was the name of that podcast again? What do you call it? Uh, we haven't made a name of it. We're thinking Muff said or so. How do, how do uh, find you, it's it going to be Squad. released on Death Squad in the next couple of days? Oh, it's, so you haven't even named it yet? No, we, we were asking okay. in the in the actual episode what we should name it, and there's like you know a lot of weird things. But what it is? It's uh, comic books uh, with me, and Ryan Keeley, talking with comic books. We had a guy that worked at Marvel. And, and Ryan Keeley is a porn star. Yeah, penthouse pet. Did you know this? The artist we had, he works on uh, both Marvel and DC, DC at the same yeah, time, and he, yeah. he does like Conan and Batman. That's and, awesome and stuff like that. He's badass. But we're going to what's tra- his name? Uh, I mean, I forgot Dan. Uh, he he does this thing called drink, uh, drink and draw, which is a new thing that with uh, draw something. It's a really popular app that's on the iPhone. But he has been doing it at bars where you just go and you just hang out with a bunch of people and you all just get drunk and draw at the same time. And now they have it citywide where like these guys just like meet up and like these artists and they just sit there and meet each other and then they hang out and start drawing shit. You and know? they draw on on an iPhone. Or, uh, no, 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 no. The no. iPhone's just an app to get them together. No, no, th- but but with the popularity of that, th- that's something that he's been doing. What I was saying is that there's a popular app right now that you're pretty much playing win, lose, or draw with each other, and that's so big right now. Uh-huh. But he's been it's doing it. Pretty lame, a, too. Yeah, it's, was that pretty lame? Pretty lame. Yeah, well, it's just there's it's so buggy. It doesn't seem like they're finished with I'm, it. I'm, it's I'm not still even not that. sure. It's like eight words on there. Like yeah, once I know. Year, it's like eight words. I'm yeah. confused. All right. So he he's organized he, something where they get together and they draw. Yeah, like 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 so there's people. a lot of yeah there's a lot of cities that are doing this where you, you uh, go to like these bars and just hang his name's Dan. He's Urban Barbarian at Twitter. It's called Drinker Draw, and it's just cool. You just hang out and get drunk and, and and meet people and you draw. And sometimes you have like little missions and stuff. I'm not really sure how it works. I haven't done it yet. So everybody goes to a bar and they just yeah. bring paper. Yeah, and they just start drawing. Yeah, and they start drawing, and it's really cool. If you go to his Twitter page, he has a bunch of shit. Like here, let me show you uh, something he's done that like sounds... a Batman drawing that he's done that it's gonna blow your mind and that like how good it sounds like it would are. be hard to find so many people that are really into drawing to get together at a bar right. it's super... are there that many people that good at it yeah right. drawing is hard man. Well, well it's gotten so big that it's actually you know it's 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 in multiple cities now. It's actually catching on pretty big. And with the, the it's like cartooning karaoke or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here, That's funny. That's here, a really good way of putting it. Here's his website. Check out this drawing he just did the other day. A drinker draw of, of the Dark Knight. You know. Yeah, that's some shit I did when I was 15. It's crazy. I used to do shit. that kind of shit. Yeah, imagine doing that, getting drunk. And, <laughs> well, you're obviously not going to do it, but. <laughs> I would do it. I still draw, dude. I, I just draw a lot. That's pretty good. He's very good, obviously. Yeah. 
But uh, no, I mean, if I was into comic book art, if I was like really into drawing, it'd be a fun fucking thing to do. I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people find going out and Wolverine. just hanging out with people that's pretty cool. A lot of people find going out and going to bars like oftentimes is pretty fucking boring. And this guy's a huge fan of uh, the Joe Rogan, Rogan podcast. He he was a big fan. He was so happy to be here at the studio. Oh, that's and cool, he's man. a big MMA fan. Uh, so, but we had him and MC Chris on the show. It's uh, going to be released next day or two and it's uh, probably called something like The Warp Zone or Muff Set or something. You tell like that. your boy he needs to get at me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is that uh, what's oh, well. that one image that you were just showing the one down right yeah, right there. You right just there? had the cursor. Yeah, what is that? Uh this is looks like see. Urban Barbarian. He's got like a like a liquor bottle that says Urban <laughs> Urban Barbarian. No, that's that's his Twitter name. He just tagged it. But he does if you go to his website, oh here's one he did a madman. Uh he's done a lot of video game covers. He's also done like uh a lot of uh, different random things also like movie posters and shit oh, like he's, that he's talented as fuck yeah I used to love comic books man but I, I just, I've tried getting into them as an adult and for whatever reason I just can't well I tell you the Walking Dead one's pretty fucking good that's uh, what I hear I just I don't know I can't get myself to the store to buy it. you know what I did though I did get an app on um, I wonder if I can get the Walking Dead on my iPad you can can you that's how I read it motherfucker. I got the oh by the way I got the new you're iPad you're gonna get me now got the new iPad 3 over here did you how dare you what are you doing with that? You're fucking oh. making a lot of yeah. sound there, fella. Uh, because I wanted the uh, the 4G hotspot. And what's crazy is is that I, I did a speed test on it, and it was actually uh, faster than the, the $120 internet that I have here at the studio. Uh, the speed what? Uh, was qu- quicker on my iPad than it was How's with that possible? fucking charter business grade uh, internet. I don't Who know. Who is your your? I, I got the Verizon uh iPad. Yeah, the, the Verizon one. So right now I'm on LTE network is yeah. what it says on there. And I have a digital hotspot. And now I could have all my shit on that. Of course, you're paying for the bandwidth. So they don't have like unlimited bandwidth. So. Yeah, I have a card that I a Verizon yeah, card. I did that on, on tour with the uh, with the iPhone sometimes. I would just make my own little hotspot. And I, um, they kill you after a couple of days of that. They yeah. start hollering messages at you. Oh, like, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're going over. Right. <laughs> it's it's like, amazing how little bandwidth you can actually use. I got a 4G card. I put it in my laptop. I downloaded one movie, and they said I'd use 75% of my bandwidth for the month. Oh, so they send you messages. And stuff. Yeah. Mm. See, the, yeah, the secret is just don't do videos. But if you do anything else but videos, you should be fine. You know, like like even YouTube videos, just wait till you get home because you're going to just kill it. I bet your upstream is not as good, though, right? My, it's upstream, probably not as steady. my upstream was faster than, than the charter here. Really? Really? It was oh, eight. I have a screenshot of it right now. I could tweet, I'll tweet it later. But that's it, incredible. Yeah. So you're really happy with that? Yeah, it was cool. The screen resolution. I didn't think I, I was going to notice a huge difference because this is the Retina display and stuff right. like that. Uh, it's totally noticeable when I hold up both my iPad two and the iPad three together. It's it's night and day difference. So that really? that was bigger than I thought it was. Uh, Speed-wise, I don't really notice any kind of speed difference. Uh, it's not overheating. A lot of reports have been saying that the new iPad's overheating because it's got like so many dual processors in the Retina display and, and all this shit, but I haven't had any problems with Put it. Put it right over your dick and go scrolling. Yeah. That's what happens, right? They get hot and yeah. kill your sperm. And you, you, know, that? you know, there's a... Uh, a big thing that a lot of people don't talk about is generic batteries exploding. And I didn't know about this uh, until I went on Amazon. And the if you looked at some of the comments, if you like buy a, a generic camera for a camcorder, you know, instead of battery for a battery, yeah. uh, these cheaply made batteries explode all the time. Really? And then somebody even like like commented me on, at uh, something I was talking about in the past. They're like, dude, don't buy the cheap version of this. Look what happened to me. And he showed his pictures of his bed where he was in his bed with his laptop. 
and he had a generic battery in it and it blew up in his in his bed and it's just blackness all around his pillow and i'm like holy shit that actually happened to you and he goes yeah dude don't buy the gen- don't buy that generic shit yeah, they do blow up, man. You'll hear about batteries oh, blowing up. It was actually a case for your iPhone. I'm sorry, not a laptop. It was a, a, one of those battery extended battery cases. Oh. And I was going to buy the Mophie one. And then he's like, but then I was like, well, I could save $50 if I buy this generic one. He's like, don't buy that yeah, shit, man. I, I actually was rocking that Mophie one for a while. Mine broke. I got to send it back. Did it really? Yep. What happened? Stopped just, working? Just stopped working. Did and you drop I, it a few times? No, never dropped it or anything. But w- if you look at the comments, that's one of the biggest things for those Mophie cases. It's like uh, the thing breaks off where you have to charge it or it stopped working. Uh, so it's, it's not that durable? It's not that durable. Have you seen that new phone? The co- it's called the Galaxy Note. It's 5.3 yeah. inches. Yeah. Mm. It's like this fucking bit. It's enormous. It's like it's a cross between like a tablet and a phone. They're coming out with another iP- uh, iPad supposedly that's going to be that like that, like a v- smaller version, like a seven inch version. Really? Uh, but it's not a phone. No, no, no. But, like a nano. This is a phone. Kind of thing. I, yeah. yeah. And this has a yeah. stylus and you could write on photos. You can mm-hmm. write like I'm with stupid and put an arrow and then put that shit up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you write on the photo. You take a photo with it. It's like an eight minute iPad. Account. I can do that on yeah. my iPhone right yeah. now. You can? You yeah, can yeah. write yeah. scribble on it? Man, yeah. I'm a killer on yeah. the iPhone, dude. How do you yeah. write with? What do you write with? Uh, you can use a lot of different programs. Programs. The one I use on the iPad for doing that exact same thing is called Pen. Uh, hold on, let me look at it. Do you it use a bit. stylus? Do you use your finger? Uh, I have finger. a stylus, but I never finger. use it. Uh, do you do use your Coke fingernail? <laughs> it's <laughs> called Pen Penual Tomate or something like that. And there's also one Colorbox HD, which is my new favorite drawing. Oh, so you can do the same thing. It just yeah. won't have. You just take a photo uh, or take it from your library, throw it on there, tweet some it. Some dude brought it to Louisville, and I swear, for two whole seconds, I really thought I was on acid. The guy had this camera and he was coming at me with this this phone and I'm like that's not a tablet and that's not a camera and that's not a phone. What the fuck is that? Like I really thought I was on acid. The phone was so big. I was like, this is beyond the looking glass. I'm Alice in Wonderland. You know, I'm like I'm like looking at a table that's the size of the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking at this thing. I was like, that can't be real. I think the iPad or the iPhone five when it gets announced probably in June or or so I think that's going to be something similar to that where it's maybe not that big but I really think that it's probably going to be from wall to wall screen maybe a teeny bit bigger and skinny because maybe somebody people had, like the size of this the way it is I mean not a, lot, a whole lot of people complain except people that are really into media applications and you can always get an Android man right that um, I'll tell you though that new uh, ice cream sandwich the new operating system on Android is mm-hmm. pretty fucking dope dude it's pretty wild. There, there's more people using Androids now than they're even using iPhones. But I think the app market's not as big, and the malware market is through the roof. Way more fake shit and malware and viruses and yeah. nonsense for Androids. I have a buddy who uh, posted something on Instagram for because they apparently just let Android join Instagram. Right. And he posted a picture. He's like, here's for all you Android users. And it was a toilet with a bunch of gold fixtures. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Man. A toilet with a bunch of gold fixtures? Yeah, here's a toilet with a bunch of gold fixtures for all you Android users. I don't get it. Android's a toilet with a bunch of gold fixtures. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought it was funny. It's not, you know, I'm, I rock an iPhone because I like the lenses my buddy invented. Oh, yeah. Show, show him this. He was showing me this, and oh, I, 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 I'm going to freak the fuck out. I need to get one of these. This, uh, a friend of mine's father apparently invented this thing called iPro lens. It's this case. starts with a case and, and has this like handle that you can kind of make into almost a steady cam kind of thing. What? And you just screw on there. But then there's a 
a wide angle and a fisheye lens built into the handle that you can pull into out. The handle. That is like there's two of them. Crazy. Take my word for it. You just pull it off. You snap it on, and now you got a crazy fisheye lens. Yeah, we we're we we're taking pictures earlier uh, with it, and it's perfect. Like the quality lens is actually. I was I always oh, no, saw those, but I didn't think it would actually. Really well, be real had one of those. It's, it's his small. his buddy's dad. It's a, both yeah. a mutual oh, friend of okay. ours. Like basically, but you got the, the deluxe model with the handle and shit. Yeah, His didn't no, have handle. the handle. He probably just doesn't use it. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always on the camera, running around, doing stuff for Instagram. And you're addicted wow. to Instagram, aren't you? I love it. <laughs> I just signed up today. Keeps Didn't me you? out of trouble, man. Yeah, just today signed up. Doing all kinds of edits. Instagram. OG Everlast on both Twitter and Instagram. Come holler at me. Joe Rogan Experience on Instagram well, as now, of today. Here's, here's the question. Well, be, Your I'm, picture, by the way, the first photo I ever uploaded on Instagram, the one I took today. Oh, is that right? In this studio, goddamn history was made. Well, you need to attach my name to that, man. I need man. to attach that. OG Everlast. I don't know how to use Instagram yet. I'm, I'm a, In the I'm comments, just put at OG Everlast. I'm a noob. I just don't noob. understand what And then the, I'll what follow the you right back. I think I did put that actually in the comments. I think I said for the Twitter, yeah. yeah, for Twitter. Yeah, do I have show to do up it on both? No, it'll oh, show, up, show on up on both because my name's that on both. Oh, there you go. Well, then it, it happened. It already went down. All right, you want to do one more song? We get the fuck out of here. We could do one more song, man. Let's do one more song. I hope I'm. You know, if we ain't boring, if we ain't boring your people too Please. much. Please. All right, this this just got a lot of positive feedback you, right first, now. First, first, you know what? You put that in the air and let me let me take a rag off of that motherfucker right there, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna go classic on you. Um, he is now eating sugar cookies. Joe uh, busted out a uh, thing of sugar cookies. <laughs> yeah, I'll have some sugar cookies. Are we live here? Yeah, yeah, we're live. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only OG Everlast. Begging for you change The hair on his face Is dirty, dreaded, locked down Full of mange Yes, man But what he could spare Was shaving his eyes Get a job You fucking slobs Out here apply God forbid You have had Walk him out in his shoes Sing it with man, would it like to sing the blues? And they really man, what it's like. 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 Tom told he was in love Said the world I think Babe, thou may been dreaming of But three months later Said one day to all return her call 
She swear got them for find that man who cutting off his bow. And then she here for her clinic. She gets some static walking through the door. Yeah, they call her a killer, they call her a sinner, they call her a whore. God forbid you ever had a wall mounted in shoes. They really mightn't really like to have to choose. They really mightn't what it's like. They really mightn't what it's like. Seen a rich man beg, I seen a good man sin, seen a tough man cry. Seen a loser win, a sad man grin, heard an honest man lie. Seen the good side of bad, downside of and everything between. Licked the silver spoon, drank from the golden cup, smoked the finest green. Dimes, at least a couple of times for a broke day hard. You know where it is, it usually depends on where you start. This kid named Max he used to get fast stacks on the corner with drugs. Like to hang out late, like to get shit faced, keeping pace with thugs. To lay one night, there was a big gunfight, and Max and lost his head. He pulled out his chrome 45, talked some shit, wound up dead. And now his wife and his kid are caught in the midst of all this pain. You know, come that week, that's what they said when you play the game. God forbid you ever had to walk up and hear that news Cause ain't really mind what it's like to have to lose And ain't really mind what it's like And ain't really mind what it's like And ain't really mind what it's like Powerful Everlast. Dude, that was awesome, man. Thank you very much for My coming pleasure. out. My pleasure. Anytime, dog. I'll come so back every fun. week, dog. This is, too, this is too much fun. Dude, you're you're the best, man. Having you on is so much fun. It's so cool. Do you want to be roommates? <laughs> I, think, I think he's got a bromance going. You know, we got to do the bromance, yeah, dude. You know, put right. the wings on it, though. Put the wings on it. Oh.
Dude, we could totally do this way more often. People love you. Uh, I love you. I'm so happy. Yo, here. man, they, a lot of love came through the podcast, man. And, and you know, if you got an extra buck, if you don't, it's, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, tell but people how to do this again. Um, I don't know the link offhand, but uh, just hope that y'all will tweet it out again. It's yeah, we'll it. CFF.org. There's or Great Strides is the name of the organization. We're the Schrody family team. Um, CFF. You know. Yeah. That that's that's you know you know we we're trying to get our team obviously the donations but even if if you know if you just sent them a donation that's fine too but we got you know we're this is a little walk we sponsor every year and and you know we like doing it and I said like I said I got I'm I'm, I'm be hitting you up and a lot of other cats you know for in the future we're gonna try and put together some events and really do some I'll do anything get this thing wiped down in the next five years and then I'll, we'll move on to the, the next thing and this is I mean? all a lot I'm of re- this is privately financed yeah there's no government funding whatsoever for it man it's complete private donations and it's also ranked like as one of the top charities in the world as far as get, like it's the high 80th percentile on how much every of every dollar gets into the researchers actual Does hands. it when you are so closely uh, you know you're so closely involved with something like this does this drive you crazy when you see like that coney shit like you know when you no nah, man that, every, you, yo no no because you know i mean it's it, it, it's not a horrible thing for everybody to jump on the bandwagon of you know what i mean the mm-hmm. fact is a cystic fibrosis is such a rare like thing you know what i mean it's like my my, in order for our, my daughter to have it, both I and my wife had to be quote unquote carriers of this. We had no idea because I've looked back through generations of my family and generations of hers, and it has to be it, both. It, it has to be both. If wow. there's one of us that didn't, it will it would. And you know, there's if I have more children, there's a one in four chance that that child will have cystic fibrosis. So that's a that's a whole other thing. But no, it doesn't bother me. I mean, there's room for every. You know, everything needs help. I mean, like honestly, no, the, I meant the, this, the scandal involving the coins. oh the dude, you know, the, stu- the, the guy dude who ripped they, off a lot of people. Oh Apparently, no. a huge percentage of the money went to him and his organization. Is that why they found him naked in the street? He was like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like crazy. Was, That's was, a shame. That's a shame. That is a shame. Well, my attitude in general is is like, look, man, this is this is my priority. I don't expect right. a guy out there who maybe he's might be dealing with a child with something else, cancer sure, or or anything, Down syndrome. Anything. I expect wow. them to, to just. I'm doing my part, and I'm saying, hey, if you got after extra fifty cents and and me singing five songs for you today, maybe touched you a little something, you know. It, I, I just the other day from throwing it out on Twitter, a couple thousand dollars from complete strangers, and well, there was yeah. a lot of one dollars. There was, and you know what? Don't think that doesn't make a difference. That's appreciated. I know how hard times are. That one dollar, that's that means not even more. There's people who get five hundred dollars. I was tripping. I was like, these are strangers, man. You know, and and I even wrote on Twitter the kindness of strangers is is you know overwhelming. It's beautiful at times, and it makes them feel you know? so good too. People who d- don't know if they've never you know? donated something like but that. But if you really want to, this is something we could. I'm, I honestly believe in, and the and there's things going on right now. This thing can be. It's a genetic disorder, so technically you can't really. All you can do is treat it, but they can treat it to the point where it's nullified. And that can happen in our lifetime, and these kids won't be dying in their thirties. And you know, you know, up until recently, the the median lifespan is thirty five. Wow. And so that's you know, and that's what I read instantly when my child was diagnosed. But it's changing every day right now because the science every day is getting so much better. So we don't know now because we haven't seen what these effects have had on these youngsters, man. So I mean, I'm I'm guarantee you that you, the lifespans already being being increased daily. But this thing could be like put to bed, honestly, within the next ten years if the right money and 
and the right things are found. And it, it, it's one of them things. It's one of them. It's like such a complex genetic thing. I, I, I'm not going to try and s- tell you details about it because I'll sound like a moron. But it's one of them things that attracts the most brilliant minds. It's one of them puzzles that the most brilliant dudes want to figure out as far oh. as in the medical fields. You, you get the cream of the crop. And like I said, CFF.org is one of the organizations like 80, 80, 85 to 89% percent of every dollar is getting to the researchers it's That's not it's not getting beautiful. chopped up and you know they they're documented as one of the best charities in that sense that's beautiful. CFF.org, folks. Mm-hmm. We're going to put this on Great Twitter, strides, too. Great you know. You, yeah. There's walks all over the country, too. You can start your own team and, and raise your own bread, and, you know, if anybody feels like doing it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have concerts, and we're going to do all kinds of things, but right now we're sponsoring this walk. Okay. I'm in. CFF.org, folks. Uh, we're going to put it on Twitter, too, if you forget it um, from today. If you're listening, you can We'll put a direct sure. link to the Schrodi yeah. family team yeah. so you could dedicate it, to, or, like, you know, in the name of Layla, our beautiful, healthy, yes. so far, young daughter. And and hope to keep her that way. Yes, we'll throw that up on Twitter, and we'll get as many people. And as thanks we for can all the love, man. Out. Literally, Thank last you, time man. I came on, I got more love. I've never, <laughs> I've done a lot of shows. I've done a lot of things, dude. I've never seen the reaction I saw yeah. for coming on this show. Man. This is a this is a beautiful group of people out there, man. A beautiful group of people that have tuned into the show, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how it all happened. But uh, I feel very, very fortunate. I think Brian feels the same. You know, you know yes. it might have something to do with all those cookies, <laughs> those sugar cookies. Well, man. I think, sugar cookies. Those sugar cookies are a motherfucker, man. Trying I'm real you. hard to tune into it. <laughs> we're trying real hard to tune into it, and we want to. We want everybody else to tune into it too. Together, I believe that we can truly be a better group of human beings. All of us can. We Absolutely inspire not. each other. We push each other forward. And if you get enough people that think a certain way, it doesn't. You, you don't lose hope. You do know that th- there's there's people out there that got it wrong, but there's also people out there that got it right. You could find them. You know, you could live your life like a goddamn episode of Nancy Grace and only look for the shittiest things every goddamn day and mm-hmm. really freak yourself the fuck out. And that's that's true and real. Or you could live your life. We in need a positive to pull together way. a lot of money, man, and make a network and just mm-hmm. have it be the good news network. Man. <laughs> yeah, right. no shit. I bet you yeah. it'd be a huge freaking success, be. man. Yeah, exactly. We All we right. we have seven billion people on this planet. We concentrate on the most horrific things. And there's a lot every of good day. news, man. You yeah. wouldn't know it. You're right. You're right. And that would that would feel good news. How yeah. would you if you came home from the end of the day? Wouldn't you wouldn't you just be glad to be like, let me just see some good shit happening yeah, in the world. And turn exactly, that on. Exactly. Watch it for forty five minutes. Exactly. We were constantly afraid of danger. We have information that's coming to us from places where we'll never physically be, and yet we'll still worry about it. And I bet you there's good news from those places too that we're not being told. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, motherfuckers, keeping us in the dark. Right. Hey, hey Joe. Um, can I say real quick? Me and uh, Joey Diaz are going, doing a short little Midwest tour. Yeah, uh, when we, is that? Uh, we, it's now on sale. Uh, it's uh, May 17th. We'll be in Columbus, Ohio. May 18th. We'll be in Cleveland, Ohio. May 19th. We'll be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You go to DeskSquad.tv. Right at the top, it says DeskSquad Mini Tour for all the links of the tickets. Me wow, and Joey Diaz. That's awesome. This is your first time on the road. Yeah. Like with with a comic like Joey. Too. Yeah. Just you and Joey. Just me and Joey. Wow. How much time are you gonna do? Uh, like 15, 20. And then Joey's going to just go off for yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Get Joey a lot of those little five-hour energy drinks. He loves those. I know. Yeah, so. Wow, that's going to be fun. So what are the places? Just It's on Desquad TV? Yeah, Desquad.tv. We're playing the Woodlands Tavern, the Grog Shop, and the Mullins in Pen- Pittsburgh. Oh, so you're doing bars? Like it's like clubs? Doug Stanhope style. Nice. We're doing mi- like small menu music Man, venues that's and bold stuff. stuff, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, brave uh, stuff. It's going to be fun. You're going to have was, a good time. Where was I? I was on tour. We were somewhere. 
and we went to a restaurant and it was like you know had a half a bar and like we were in a really good restaurant too i can't i think it was in chicago an italian spot and like a comic just started like i guess they were having a comedy night and there was a few comics there and it was just like got up in front of cats eating dinner and like i don't even think people were expecting comics to be there like and there maybe was their girlfriend and they just went at it and i was just like man yeah. I don't think I could do that. Uh, that's rough business, man. Yeah. Trying to get a laugh out of cats that is like got a mouthful of food and like looking at you like, what the hell are you doing here? And I've done that shit. I used to do a waiting room. I did it only once. The gig was canceled, but it was a waiting room of a of a restaurant. And this is the first day they were going to have it. It was a huge restaurant. And what they had, they had two big, gigantic places. This is in Massachusetts, like down by the Cape. They have these giant restaurants there, man. Like preposterously big. I did it again. Boom, drink. And in the middle of it, there was like a place where they would have a stage for a band. So people would be like waiting. Like, you know, waiting for the table to be called. And you just go on stage out of nowhere. I mean, I don't even remember if a DJ introduced me. I don't know what <laughs> happened. And I'm, you know, telling these ridiculously fucking dirty jokes, you know, to a bunch of strangers. And right when you're about to hit the punchline, Johnson, table of three, your, your table's ready. Can you come <laughs> to the front? It was on the same PA system. That's funny. My PA system for telling jokes was on the same PA system as the table. Was, that, was, that was one of the most... Ridiculous, like yeah, man, even. that's rough business. Anybody who gets somewhere <laughs> in comedy, man, I, I just like, I think a, it's rougher than the fight game, man. You gotta have a particular, <laughs> you gotta have a particular sickness. Like a fight game, if you're really truly talented, you might only have to fight two or three fights in some real shitty organization. You know? <laughs> it's a comic, you probably gotta like early on do. I mean, like, well, the some guys will tell you you should never get out of uh, shitty situations. You should always stay in the muck. Because if you ever get too soft and get to, uh, you know, you only preach to the converted and you don't go out and do like some sleazy little place that right. only seats seven I can people. Dig it. Yeah, there's a, there's a very real vibe that you get off a real small crowd. It's a different vibe, especially a small crowd. It's a totally different you. thing if I were to stroll into a bar and start playing songs. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. the same. Even if it's total strangers, dead, like, you know, like a, say a dead call, just show up and do yeah. it. It's a totally different beast. Be in your head. People would be way more accepting of sure. the music in the background and listening to you playing. Be like, oh, yeah. then like you're engaging people as a comedian, like directly. Yeah. Like I want you to laugh at what yeah. I'm saying. It's very arrogant too. Yeah. And most people, you know, you see a person they're on stage, and your first reaction is, why should you be the guy talking? Who are you that I'm going to give up the position? I'm going to sit back and just let you run my thoughts with your loud, amplified mouth. It's offensive, mm-hmm. especially when you're not very good at it. And when you wanted to just go to a bar and have a drink and some fucking guy who's not very good is up there saying a bunch of shitty jokes. I mean, that's how we learn how to Still do it. It takes balls of steel, man. It takes <laughs> or you have real to be a big. retard. It doesn't matter how good you are. <laughs> it takes balls of steel to try. It's a fun gig. It's a Joey Diaz says it's. He said it's the hardest, easiest thing you'll ever do. That's the best way to describe it, I think. If you get good at it, it becomes easy. It becomes fun. But it's hard to stay, it's hard to stay good. It's hard to stay in that frequency, you know? Yeah. That's, that's but, true of a lot of stuff. You know? Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Creativity, right? Yeah, if you don't keep it moving yeah. and flowing. Yeah, I always feel like that. Yeah, I always I take too long and don't write some music. It becomes very hard to kickstart it and get yeah. it going again to where it's going to be a level I'll I'll be acceptable. And that's why I buy mannequins. Yeah, that's how to do it, Brian. <laughs> have you ever read The War of Art? I don't think I have. Great no. book about killing procrastination, about making you write 
making you uh, get get shit it's a done war and doing. Art. Yeah, sounds like something I'd like to read. It's really good. It's small. It's a it short out. book. It's it's for people, even people that aren't artists. It'll um it'll get you motivated to just get shit done that you've been procrastinating. The way the guy puts it, really, he says his name is Stephen Pressfield, and he wrote a, a a bunch of books. He's a pretty famous author. A lot of like historical uh, novels and stuff. I think I believe he he's uh, famous for. But he's uh, he's also famous for being like really prolific. And he's super honest in his book about how he was a fucking loser up until he was like 40 years old. And he just like, he couldn't, couldn't fucking get it together. He couldn't just work. He couldn't just, and he's, he just kept failing. And then finally figured out how to just become a professional. How to really become a professional and fucking work. And when he did that, everything changed. Completely changed. And he's like super honest about it and super honest about um, what 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 holds you back? The resistance he calls it resistance, like the lazy pr- procrastination, all the self destructive shit that people do to avoid doing things that they know they should do. And the way he puts it is really uh, quite brilliant, and it's uh, very it's a very inspirational it book. Sure. It's real small too. If you're not a big reader, the War of Art will get you because it's nice and small. Um, thanks everybody, man. Thank you, Everlast. Thank, Thank you, you always. Man. Come back again anytime. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna have to do more of these, Brian. Trust me. I think we're gonna have to you move need to, to do, at least three to, a week. You need to do like you know, I, even like I said, bring somebody in too. To yeah. Mix, nah, I'm gonna meet some of these cats, man. Some fans of some of these dudes. Dude, you tell me anytime I got somebody that you want to come on, man. You you we'll get a free ticket always. I got a few folks that want to come on too, but I'll, I'll Let's, tell you. Oh, I'll we're gonna make some shit happen, folks. We're gonna make some shit happen. All right. Yes. See, you heard it all here, folks. Uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks to the flashlight. Go to JoeRogan.net, click on the link, and enter in the code name Rogan. Save yourself some money on your new jerk-off toy. I use it. It's fucking wonderful. <laughs> my wife it. actually said, that sounds like I, something I, that's cool. Like, if you're going to jerk off, jerk off. It's sure. It's I was way, like, you're crazy. It's way better than regular masturbation. It's a fucking solid product. And it's the first one for men that supposedly was really good. For a long time, I think they, it was really okay, hard. All right, all right, I got some questions. Okay. Can I ask them real quick? Sure. Do we have time? Yeah, absolutely. What, is it disposable or do sure? You, do yeah, you well, you're a guy that throws I mean, away jeans, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, is it, you sell, you you sell how many get, million records? Is it like one of these things you get like a certain amount of uses out of, or you is just this, clean it? Yeah. After a while, you kind of want to probably get a new one, though. Right. I, in my opinions, because well, I mean, I fuck the shit out of them, and Brian, after a while, I don't want to fuck them anymore. Brian's a savage, though. The way he fucks, he shoves it in corners of couches and fucking assault. Yeah. He's a, he's an animal man. All right. He All fucks right. like a wild animal. My shit has a lot of blood stains on Yeah, it. you look at him man, he's very deceptive. He's quite violent in his sexuality. I don't, I've, I've been scared of him since I met him, man. <laughs> Thanks to Honor. But he can make a microphone sound good, man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, really knows, good. Thank and you. no training either, this fucking crazy bastard. Uh, Onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T, makers of uh, Alpha Brain, New Mood, Shroom Tech Sport, and Shroom Tech Immune. Go check it out. Go to onnit.com, enter in the code name Rogan, and you save yourself 10% off all orders, not just your first order. All right, you dirty bitches. Uh, we will be back at least once this week, most like twice, uh, most likely twice. Uh, Jim Jeffries is going to be here on Friday, and uh, I think we're going to have one uh, before Friday, probably Wednesday. Maybe with me friend Dom Irera, if I can talk him into it. One of my favorite old school comics and a, a, a great, good, great, great friend of mine and a, a brilliant comedian. Dom Herrera. Hopefully we'll get him on. All right, you dirty freaks. I'll see you soon. We love you very much. And, uh, you know, the fucking drill. See ya.